COVID has changed the dating game 100%. Everything we know about interacting between masculine and feminine energy has just been thrown out the window. Mask versus anti-mask, uh, unvaccinated, allowed to have sex with vaccinated. If you are pro-government versus anti-government, should you be going on dates together? There's so many different questions. There's so many frameworks. There's so many ways in which that our romantic lives have been completely upended. You can only ever be where you are right now. Bottles your podcast. It's the major investment in your life, right? The journey will always be your journey. Yo, what's good, my friends? It's Adam here, and welcome to the Bold Dojo Podcast, really the home of self-cultivation, a place where we can just dive into social dynamics, where we can understand how best to interact with other human beings and learn about ourselves in relation to others. If you have any questions or personal stories that you would like to get my feedback on, you can always send them through at bolddojo.com, B-O-W-L-D-O-J-O.com, any one of the contact forms there. Or you can also reach out to me on social media, on Instagram, at uitang1, double oi tang one or on facebook which is just facebook the adam ui you guys can find all the links down below to that also if you're not signed up to the free weekly email newsletter the bowl sip you can do so over at bowldojo.com just a quick sip of social dynamics little cheeky article it's free every single week comes out on fridays australian time and also some other sexy updates from the rest of the universe and any other things that i think you guys need to know about that will not get censored over on social media. If you'd like to book one-on-one coaching sessions, create action plans, and overcome limiting beliefs to help you move forward in your life across any area of the temple, whether it be purpose, physical, mental, or social development, you can reach all of that through boldojo.com. Send me an email there if you're not quite sure, but you can check out the Bold Coaching Memberships or just once-off sessions. And I look forward to diving deeper with you. You can also pick up the guided meditation, Eternal Energy, on boldojo.com. A nice five-track, eh, we call it an album, but it's actually more of a course. Just diving deep into who you are and evolving beyond. If you'd like to help support this podcast, you can donate anything that you wish through the PayPal link, which is paypal.me forward slash adamui, A-D-A-M-O-O-I. Or also directly on boldojo.com in the Boldojo podcast section, there's a direct link through the website if you want to donate through that as well. And anything that you guys donate is always most appreciated and just goes back to help supporting this show and everything that I'm doing here at The Bowl. So thank you very much. Without further ado, let's dive into today's show. Yes, sir. And now you've got dating apps that are virtue signaling, essentially virtue signaling. They're doing it under the guise of health, but it's really just virtue signaling by offering the stickers of I'm vaccinated because they're not offering the stickers of I'm unvaccinated. This, this just lights me up, my friends. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to this session. We have got some rich stories. We've got a couple hundred K stories here, which is both from my clients, actually. Two different clients in two different countries. One who went on a date with a girl who was vaccinated. He's unvaccinated, didn't feel like kissing her, wanted to know if he went about it the right way. And then story number two, which is from one of my Australian clients. Yeah, I can use that. Australian clients who was on an instant date with a girl and she got uncomfortable when he went to pull down his mask and he asked for permission and then he went to justify it by saying I'm vaxxed and uh, it was an absolute shit show, got unscented. So we've got a couple good stories there and I've also got a third story. I just want to tack onto the uh, dating apps there because there's also an example just from my own life uh, of something that I saw the other day. So we got a lot to unpackage and what we're going to really dive into in today's session is breaking down the social dynamics of managing your romantic experiences now with ethics and morals, ethics and morals that are heavily politicized, you know, as to what team you're on, because that's what seems to have 
I'm not sure if it was intended. You guys could argue about that all day long. But it has arisen, this division. Whether it was an intended division, it's certainly been a division uh, between people. And it's definitely messing with the fundamentals of what it means to get into a sexual space and a sexually charged space. Yeah, I hope you guys are doing great. It's been a moment since we've been in this session. I'm really keen for today. And uh, if you are here on YouTube or wherever you may be, I'd love to know your feedback on the session later on. Drop me a thumbs up on the video if you're here. That'd be most helpful. And uh, share with your friends and subscribe if you haven't already. We'll get into today's session. Let's do this. So coming in with the first story here, this is from one of my personal clients who sent me a private WhatsApp message. It was actually an audio message, which I've transcribed because I'm obviously not going to play his voice out here. Uh, however, just so you guys know, he's a early to mid-20s Caucasian male, positive, upbeat guy, full of the fun love, and uh, not say what city, but in the US. So the context on his story, which before I'll just read out the rest, context, just so you know, he had met this girl a couple months ago when he was out out and about training his social skills. Oh, by the way, I should say that as well. He's a beginning, beginning stages of social dynamics. He's in the phase, what I call, of unconscious incompetence, which is from 12 to 3 on the clock face of social dynamics. First quartile, mostly overcoming himself, still learning to deal with the anxiety of just going up and meeting people, and more so overcoming himself, overcoming his own limiting beliefs of that. So that's a bit more on him. He'd met a girl a couple months ago. She was actually going on a date that day. However, they exchanged numbers to meet up for another time, just in case that date did not go down well. Two months later, she texts him, And so he decided to just go and meet up with her and see what's up. He now goes on to say in his audio message, which I'll read out for you. When I met up with her, not only was I not feeling super attracted to her physically, but also hearing her talk about her being vaxxed and her parents who had different beliefs, just the way she's talking turned me off even more so. And so I kept the date really friendly. After hearing about how she felt about COVID and the vax, I didn't even want to kiss her. Not only because I wasn't feeling super attracted to her in that way, but also because I'm unvaxxed and felt it wouldn't be great to kiss her. And I know that there's nothing wrong with me being unvaxxed, but with where she was at with it, it might have seemed something she wasn't going to be down for. So I kept it really friendly and just left it there. So I just want to run this by you and make sure that I'm going about this in the right way and that I did what I did for the right reasons. I didn't really feel any anxiety about kissing her, If anything, I felt anxiety about feeling that I didn't really want to kiss her. I felt more awkward about leaving it without kissing her than the actual thought of kissing her. I know you've said things in the past about always kiss the girl because you don't know what chemistry is there. So I wanted to hear your thoughts on this and I thank you and I appreciate it. Okay, so we've got a few moving pieces in that story right there. We can dive into the social dynamics play of how to handle that conversation. We will do that, actually. We'll definitely get that. But I'll handle the most tactical question first, which is, does, was what he did, was that right? Was that the right thing to do? And we just need to take a step back because you need to take in the perspective of where he's at in the journey. Because maybe the answer for what he should have done might be different for someone in a different stage of the journey. But I told you guys that he's an absolute beginner. And so for anyone who's not schooled in on social dynamics, if you're unconsciously incompetent, you need to be optimizing for learning at all, at any stage, at any moment. Be ready to take any experience on. You know, be open to everything because you're at the beginning of your journey. There's so much you don't know. You don't even know what you don't even know. So that's why his message is actually a great one. The question itself is a great one because if you have such lengths to learn about, you might actually be questioning, maybe I should have actually gone ahead and practiced the uh, execution and the skill of being able to 
hold that space and to hold that confidence to be able to go up in front of her and still instigate the kiss and put my demons to the side. And I'm sure that's not what he was thinking. I'm thinking about this from a coaching perspective. He might be thinking though, from a more uh, one-to-one perspective of that, you know, maybe I could have overcame her mental and or the lack of attraction mentally. Well, he also said there's a lack of attraction physically. So there's a couple wrenches in the old works there. But let's just say that, forget about the physical for a second. He was obviously not attracted to her mentally based on the way that she was mentally feeling about COVID and the vaccine, the way that she was interpreting the feedback and the stimulus of this world. When we talk about attraction, we talk about attraction in three spaces, physical, mental, spiritual. Physical, of course, just being the bodily delights, the bodily uh, flesh and skin and the hair and the eyes. He said he wasn't very physically attracted on that level. But mentally, we're talking about mental attraction. Yeah, it's your thought process. How does she think? How does she interpret feedback and stimulus and convey that towards you? But then spiritual. Spiritual third key there being the level of attraction that is indefinable with words. It is in loose words, the vibe, the energy she holds herself with, the way that she is. Right? There's that indefinable, intangible, I get that I get that blue moon about it, get that moonlight feeling about it. Or do I not? So we're talking about on the mental space here is very unattracted mentally, but would it have changed is really, I guess, the target of his question. Well, it could have been a targeted question. We're definitely targeting now. Could it change? Could you overcome her inherent disagreement with your ethics and beliefs around this COVID and vaccination situation? Could that be overcome if you were to simply override the thoughts, the mental, and just go through to physical and spiritual, you know, physically through kissing her and then spiritually accessing something that words have no place in. That's what he's talking about there. And now I need to now I need to make a definition here because he said towards the end, I know in the past you've said things about always kiss the girl because you don't know what chemistry is there. Chemistry, another word for the spiritual attraction. So let me refine that. That is, that is I have said that before, but there's actually something a little more specific to it, or there's more context around that. What I've said in the past and continue to stand by is that human beings do a very poor job of conveying who they are through words and do a very poor job of conveying their emotions through words. You can have someone who is actually feeling very hot towards you inside, but is just struggles, absolutely struggles to communicate that through the English language. They're just very poor with forming words. Maybe they are not a very particularly creative person. They're not very creative with their words. They're not used to expressing in that way. You know, they're, even if it's not through words, a lot of people have chained themselves down from being able to express their internal emotions, their attraction, the sexuality about them. Right? They, they feel that their sexuality is being chained. And so that when it comes to letting that off the loose and letting that known towards you, you know, it can come off very stunted and it can come off very locked up. Even if it's not actually representative of how they're feeling inside. I've done a podcast on hot versus cold sexual energy. That goes very much into the tactics of what I'm talking about right now. Uh, it's only oh, 10, 15 podcasts ago. It's a social q and I believe. Hot versus cold sexual energy. And we go more in specifics there. But you know, if you've got a female presenting as an ice turtle shell, who is just not giving you eyes, not giving you vocals, not giving you touch, the EVT we talk about, you know, she's not giving you any sign of sexual attraction through any of those or any form of connection through those, you know, you would not be off in thinking that, ah, there's just no connection here. There's absolutely no connection here, so why would I even attempt to kiss her? 
this is where we're going to bring in some nuances here. We need to just take a second. Take a second. I'm gonna make sure, I don't want to skip too We're opening up a lot of bamboo shoots. I want to make sure I finish these bamboo shoots. So when I said that, well, the what he was referring to, the quote about always kiss the girls, you don't know what chemistry is there. The larger context of what that was said in was in my principles towards dates in general, which is that there are very few hard and fast rules that I have for day two specifically because things can change. The structure, there's a lot of structure if you go to my day two podcast, but in terms of what happens within them, as long as you hit the structural points, anything goes basically in terms of what happens within it. Let things go, let things flow within the structure. And then as you get more advanced, you can do away with structure a lot more. That would speak to more of my podcasts on Secret to Amazing Dates, where I talk about free flow dates, more for advanced people who are more advanced in social dynamics. Drop a little reference there, a little resource there, if you guys want to check that out later. But to say, for most people, most of the time, in general, hard and fast rules, there's not many of them except for one. Always kiss the girl. Always kiss the girl because you can flip someone. You can completely unleash someone when you give them a chance to go beyond their lingual processing, their lingual wordality, their verboseness, their, as I am being right now, using these fancy words with this fancy money. <laughs> when you go beyond the luxury goods of people's words and you can get into actually the root, the earth, the salt of who someone is, and that can be very much access to a kiss. You know, sometimes when you kiss someone who has just been a fish, an absolute fish the entire date, super cold, not giving you eyes, not giving you the vocals, not giving you the touch in any levels. Not in it, it just, it's not even like lukewarm. It's absolute cold. And then you're just like, fuck it. I'm just going to see what happens if I kiss her. And then all of a sudden you kiss her and she just flips. She just roars now in sexual feminine energy. She's like a different person now. Too many times I've had this happen for this for me to not push this forward as a lesson. Like if it happened once, then I'll be like, nah, that's an outlier. But no, many a time, many a time I have been out with a nice turtle shell and we've been sitting there on the park bench, we're sitting down by the river, we've been underneath the moon and stars down on the beach and you know she's not giving me much. And I'm like, ah, listen, there's not much more I can do here. We've been here for a few hours. I've tried to connect my eyes with her. I've tried to connect my vocals with her. I've tried to connect the touch and try to get her to reciprocate. If you guys want to know more about the tactics of that, just go back to uh, Hot versus Cold Sexual Energy. And we actually discussed in a recent podcast as well. You know, there's ways of doing that. There's a whole process of doing that. But let's just say to say, just to skip that story, we've done all that and there's still nothing's happening. Then a lot of the times it's kind of just like a Hail Mary. It's like, hey, listen, I'll just say, hey, excuse me, excuse me, this. Yeah. And, <laughs> no, you don't have to be that polite. You know, it's like you just go, you know, if you're down on the beach next to her or you're down on the park bench next to her and you're just like, hey, listen, I just need to close your eyes. Just close your eyes for me. She's like, what? Why? Just listen, just close your eyes. She closes her eyes. You go in, you kiss her. See what happens. If she truly is a ice turtle shell, if she truly is chained off, locked off, has lockboxed her feminine energy, then you will not get a kiss back. You will not get any warmth back. Nothing will change. And then you'll know, okay, okay, we are just not meant for each other. We are not connect. And what does that mean? We're just not connecting right now. And that's actually a really key term. Really key point I just made is that we're just not connecting right now. Okay, that's a whole different tangent. But what I'm gonna, what I'm saying there is that sometimes, just based on the emotional state that person's in on that day, you know, sometimes you might be able to meet them up a week later, two weeks later, six months later, a couple of years later, and they're just completely different people in different spaces. 
You know, you don't want to judge someone too heavily for being an ice turtle shell. You don't know what battles they're facing. You don't know what trauma they're being through. You don't know how they're processing the situation right now. Always hold the empathy with our principles, direct, congruent, authentic with empathy. So then you know, then you know. However, too many a time that has, we've been through that situation, ice turtle shell throughout the entire experience, the entire date. And then all of a sudden I say, fuck it. I mean, try and kiss her. I kiss her and she just bang, just as if she had been locked in a cage and it's just been unlocked. And now she's just free to roam the jungle. And it's just amazing how previously a girl that could barely put together an entertaining sentence, like when I say entertaining, entertaining not only for me, but for herself. Like she didn't seem very interested. She seemed a little bored. She seemed a little bit uh, just out of it, you know, just not all there. It's like, it's questionable as to why she even rocked up is what I'm talking about. We're talking about extreme scenarios like this. Like, why did you even show up if you're going to be this uh, unenthused with the experience? It's giving you that vibe. But then you went to kiss her and it's like, ah, it's a different person now. She completely changed now. She's very loose with her body, loose with her mind. Loose with her mind. That's a great point. A lot of the times when you give someone a chance to open up through their body, that is what leads to unlocking their mind. You know? Tight body, tight mind. Also, at the same time, time, mind, time, body. It's a it's a feedback loop, you know, and depending on the type of person, you can try and access one and not get a result in the other, flip it, access the other, get a result in the other one. And so that's sometimes, or more than sometimes, is what I find. And so that's all I'm finishing up there for my man here. And for those of you that were wondering, when I say always kiss the girl because you never know what the chemistry is going to be like, what I'm saying is that that's obviously predicated on that there is at least some form of attraction. Let's get that out of the way to begin with. There's always a couple of hard cases and a couple of Karens and a couple of social justice warriors that always try and take things out of context. Oh, that water is good. Yeah. Yes, sir. Let's get this out of the way. Of course, predicated on not only mutually mutually reciprocated connection, of course, I would not attempt to kiss a girl if she's just clearly in a bad mood or if she's clearly not feeling the situation at all. What we're talking about here is when a girl just seems restricted, as in she's not letting go of herself. Notice how I, if those of you on the podcast, what I just did was I just tightly folded my arms, just inherently to mimic the behavior of someone who is restricted. You'll see it in her physical behavior. You'll see that she's either fidgeting a lot, or just you know, super unsteady, super ungrounded within herself, or that her body is just like a ice block, like she's just tight. And you see that in her mind as well, that the way that she forms sentences, the way that she responds to your sentences, it just doesn't flow. It's like, it just feels icky. It feels muddy. It feels like she's stuck in the mud. And you want to help lift her up. And you just want to give her a chance to lift her up. That's what we're talking about. So not only mutually reciprocated connection, which that, okay, this is obviously judged as, yeah, it's just, what's the best way of putting it? She's like, just don't be an idiot. <laughs> just don't be an idiot about it. Obviously, if she seems like she's upset, you're not going to try and kiss her. Or obviously, if she just seems like she's having a bad time, obviously not going to try to kiss her. Like just common sense, right? Common sense. But people don't get this. So it's a common sense-based situation, mutually reciprocated connection, of course, at a mimic, minimum amicable level. There you go. Minimum amicable level. That there's some. It is just peaceful between you two. You don't think fireworks are going to be sent off just because you went to kiss her. If you feel like that was going to happen, that definitely do not kiss the girl then. However, oh, not even just however, but in addition to that, 
that you have a base level of attraction to her. You know, I've said this as well. This is part of it. Is that it's 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 only it's a hard line, but there's a couple of nuances. It's like yes, I'm always going to kiss the girl, but of course, I have to be somewhat attracted to her. Like I'm I'm never telling my clients, yes, you must kiss the girl, even if you're unattracted to her. I've never said that. Would never purport that. That's definitely not the right thing to do. Right. However, you have to be very honest with yourself about: is it that I'm not wanting to kiss her because I'm unattracted, or is it that I'm not wanting to kiss her because I'm afraid? And for most beginners, it's because you're afraid. Right? It's because you're afraid. And a lot of people that aren't even in the world of social dynamics would then look at that and go, but why would they even be on a date with a girl that they're not physically attracted to? They would look at this guy's story and go, why did he even go out with her if he wasn't physically attracted to it? <laughs> and of course, people in the outer world are not going to understand that, uh, that, that. Now, this is a differentiation we can make, which is that I say, listen, you don't need to kiss the girl if you're not attracted to her. Absolutely not. However, you still need to go on the date with her. Why is it that he still needs to go on the date with her, even if he's not ridiculous, like she, even if she's not the diamond in the sky for him, even if he's not even that physically attracted to her? Why is it still important to go on the date? Because he needs to learn. He needs to amass learning experience of human reference, of being in physical proximity with other human beings, to learn about how other people talk, move, operate in relation to him, how he perceives the situation, how he executes in the situation, He's got so much to learn. Now, of course, predicated on his, on his stage of the journey. His stage of the journey is unconscious incompetence, which means he's so bad he doesn't even know how bad he is. He's so uninformed, so uneducated, and so undrilled that he doesn't even know to the degree of what that is. So he just needs to amass all the experience, whether it's an absolute woman blowing his mind, an absolute 10, or whether it's an absolute two or three that's he barely even wants to see again afterwards doesn't really matter. What matters is that he's getting experience of being with other human beings because that in and of itself is valuable. That in and of itself will help him to grow much faster. And you just don't want to have, you don't want to have ivory chains on you. Yeah, <laughs> or ivory chains. You don't want to have, you don't want to have this air of arrogance about you that, ah, nah, 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 nah. I'm only going to go out with girls and I'm absolutely super attracted to. Now that's fine if you have already developed your social skill set. And that's fine if that you have got a command, at least a minimum of conscious competence of social dynamics. Then you can get picky because it's earned. Either earned through the process of your life, aka naturals, or earned through the process of drilling through people who are not natural and have to learn social dynamics actively, such as my clients. So that hopefully that clears that bit up there. So let me just summarize this, my friend. Because well, we, oh, no, we're not really at the summary yet. Chot the month there. Hang on a sec. I'm not really at this number yet. But I can just cap those two points. Yes, always kiss the girl as long as there's a, a mutually amicable vibe between you two that it's at least positive, that no one's upset. You know, that's just common sense type thing. And yes, always kiss the girl predicated on the fact that there is some level of attraction, right? I'm not saying you have to kiss the girl if you just absolutely out of trying to do it. Absolutely not. Just for the just for the reps, just for the experience. No, no, no. Going on the date is more than enough just to get the rep and the experience. And then finally, just be honest about yourself if you're uh, being afraid about it. Now, that was me just clearing up a general point, clearing up uh, maybe my, uh, some question marks around that quote that he had listed there. However, now getting more specific with his question, was it right to not kiss the girl based on her vaccination and COVID beliefs. This is now where things are starting to get a little bit sticky. 
Gonna get very sticky. So we have to take into account that he's not actually physically attracted to her. So that right there, and that's why I had to go through that explanation, because now hopefully all of you listening at home or wherever the hell you are would now be able to answer the question for him, which is that, oh no, if you weren't physically attracted to her, well then you didn't need to kiss her at all. So that already throws that situation out. A man, hopefully you understand that. You weren't physically attracted to her, there's no need to kiss her. However, now to make things interesting, let's just change the story. We're going to change the story. Let's say that you were physically attracted to her because that's what's going to apply to a lot of people moving forward and yourself, I'm sure, moving forward and myself as well. I want to answer this for myself as well because I have not gone through this thought experiment yet. I have not come up against this uh, currently in uh, 2021, September, whatever we are, September 23rd, Wednesday. Let's say that you are on a date with a woman that you are absolutely attracted to. She's physically blowing your mind. Let's say, let's just make it extreme. Let's make it Disney level. Let's make it a 10 out of 10 situation in which that it's physical, mental, and spiritually attracted on all fronts, except, except you get into a part of the conversation where she's going in on saying that, oh, and it just, just organically happened. You know, I just went into the store the other day. Let's, how about this? How about this? You are there. You are there on sunset. Sunset's going down on the river. Sunset's going down on the river. It's twilight. It's warm. You guys are on the rug. There's no one else around. There's the quiet stream going by and a couple little fish. That's all you can hear. And it's just in the presence of this most beautiful woman who's just, by all accounts, blowing you, blowing you up, blowing your mind. And she's telling you about this shop she went into the other day. And she goes, oh, listen, by the way, this thing happened the other day. I was going into the shop. I was going into the shop. And I heard this conversation between this couple and they were saying how they just feel so unfair that they can't go and do, go to work anymore because of they're not vaccinated. And I just, I just shook my head because it's like, how dare you? How dare you put the community at risk by not getting vaccinated? You shouldn't be able to work because you're not getting vaccinated. And I just, I, it just made me so angry, it made me so angry. And you're sitting there on the rug. You're sitting there on the rug. What to do? <laughs> what to do? Because previously, you were both physically attracted to her. You were previously mentally attracted to her. You've been loving everything about her thought process and her mind. But now she's just revealed a critical, critical piece of information. That And we're taking extremes here because we're going to play extremes. It's not just that she was, uh, you know, I was a bit... You know, I think people, it's not like she was like, oh, I think people should, you know, get vaccinated. But I understand if they don't because it's their uh, right to choose medical consent, informed consent. You know, there's a fundamental human right. But, you know, whatever, whatever. You know, it's not like she was like that. It's not like she was understanding, but just purely said that, you know, I'm pro-vaccination, but I understand why people wouldn't want to get it. We're not talking about that. We're talking about a woman who was deriding, that was not only deriding, but was adamant that these people are putting the community at risk and that shouldn't have the right to work because of their vaccination status. So she is hard. She is hard on pro-vax team. And it's not even just pro-vax at that point. It's anti-human rights. It's anti-human rights. She's pro-vax, anti-human rights, essentially, at that point. But, but even spiritually at that point, she had been lighting you up to a certain degree because even though it's the first day, you're still getting some good vibe from that. You're still just loving the way about her way. You know, the way that she is, the way that she is. This is huge. This is intense. What to do? Well, I guess it really depends on who you are, doesn't it? It depends on your 
position on the uh, vaccination COVID whole situation in the world. Because well, we'll apply this to my client first because he's the one who's telling the story. So my client is unvaccinated, but I know enough about him that he's not the type of guy that is, and this is the case for everyone. I do not know a single person who's unvaccinated that is in the mind of trying to stop people from getting vaccinated. Isn't that just one of the most beautiful perspectives though? That unvaccinated people don't care about whether other people get vaccinated. They're they're fine. You want to get vaccinated? Go get vaccinated. You want to wear masks? Wear masks. You want to lock down? Lock down. You want social distance? Social distance. That's fine. You do what you want to do. That's always the mind of unvaccinated people. But it's the complete reverse of vaccinated people. Most vaccinated people, not all of them, but most vaccinated people are trying to push people into getting vaccinated. They're trying to restrict freedoms to coerce them into doing so. So anyways, that's just a, it's an interesting perspective flip, but getting back on the point there. I know enough about him that he's definitely not the type of person that would say, uh, yeah, she made the wrong decision. She made the wrong decision by getting vaccinated or she never should have got vaccinated or no one should get vaccinated. He's not like that at all. So we'll take, you've got to take that into account of him. So where he's at, he's in a position of, hey, I've made a choice from my own body, which is my given right, my birthright as from natural justice that I will, I will decide what I put in my body and I'm totally fine with what anyone else does with their bodies. Right? That's the general position of my, friend, of my client here. So, but he comes across a girl who is super, super pro-G. She's pro-G. She's pro-government is what I'm saying. She's pro-restriction. And, and here we go. So the question was, should he still kiss the girl? But we've, we've got, you could sense that it goes way deeper than that. It goes deeper than that because the first question we have to reiterate is, well, from a learning perspective, he's still learning, Right. Right, Adam, you said he's got a mass learning experience, right? Right, he's got to learn to learn about himself in relation to others, right? <laughs> right, right. So does yeah, I. So they are. Ah, sonotoridas. You are correct about that. However, however, it really speaks to what level that has corrupted the attraction. I don't pretend to be him. I don't pretend to be him, but let's say that, let's take two examples. Let's say example one, that hearing her adamant stance that everyone should get vaccinated and should not have the right to work if they don't get vaccinated while being on the date with her. Let's say in example one, that maybe did a 20 to 30% corruption of the attraction because of the other factors were so overwhelming. Everything else about her is just so delicious. Everything else about her is so amazing. That that one thing only affected his attraction towards her maybe 20, 30% out of a total 100. So he's still at a 70 to 80% attraction to her. Now, and what that would look like is, eh, it's kind of like, eh, I don't really like the way she said that. I don't really like the way she said that, but yeah, yeah, it's not like, it's not all of her. Like, if, there's so many other things that we get, that we click on, there's so many other things that we connect on. So, eh, whatever. If that was the feeling and that was the general vibe he got towards her, then I would say, yes, then go ahead and still kiss the girl. Because what's it predicated on there? What am I predicating my decision and my thought process on is the level of attraction. And that is really what it depends upon 
what, how you perceive people, how much weight you give to someone's stance on this one particular issue. For example, let's just take it out to a different example for a second before I get to the Ah, fuck. I was going to, we got to get back to the other example. We'll get to this in a second. We'll, we'll talk about abortion. We'll talk about uh, assisted suicide. We'll talk about these things in a second. I'll get to that. But, you know, just other hot topics, other contentious issues. But let's say an example too. Let's say that upon hearing her adamant, uh, not even just like pro-vax, but like her anti-human rights stance, like <laughs> not a lot of work if you don't get vaccinated, can't feed your family, family if you don't get vaccinated type thing. And that really corrupted all of the attraction. It's like now at this point, go to the other end. It's that it doesn't matter how physically attracted she is because of her stance on vaccination and her stance on COVID that she's just so ready to crush people's lives and she's so pro-crushing people's lives just to force them to get a medical intervention. Well, it doesn't matter how physically attractive she is now. It doesn't matter how spiritually attracted I was to her previous to this or mentally attracted to her previous to this. It's like this one thing tells me everything I need to know. Completely covers the basis of what I foresee, likely would foresee in a relationship with her, and that this could never work out anyway. So now you're starting to play future play. Now you start looking the future on her as to well, what is this going to look like if we spend more than an hour together? You know, what other issues are there going to be here? Are we going to get into this on everything? Is this going to be, like I said, abortion, assisted suicide? Is it going to be uh, migration, you know, refugees? Are we going to get into all these different concepts of? Uh, legalization of drugs, decriminalization of drugs. Oh, we can go on and on and on. Is this really what I want to get into? And so all of a sudden you're thinking not only what's happening right now is that very physically, I'm very turned off from her now because of what I'm hearing here, but also in the future, it just doesn't really set up for a good play, does it? It doesn't seem like because I'm so pro-human rights, I'm so make your own choices on informed consent and no coercion should be had in the process of making that decision. And she's the absolute 180. She's the 180 of that. Then I don't think kissing her is necessary. I don't think kissing her is then necessary. But then you might say, then my luxury friends, you might then say, (laughs) hey, bro, why are you calling us luxury? Because you guys are rich. (laughs) You guys are rich. Uh, (laughs) I'm just quoting one uh, one of my clients who... Yeah, I was breaking down some of his infield the other day, and one thing he said to a woman was, look at you of all your luxury goods. <laughs> yeah, it's just funny. You guys probably don't get it, but because you weren't, you didn't hear it, but it's such a great term. <laughs> just know when I, when I say that you guys are all luxury, it means that I think very highly of you. You're very rich. Rich in quality. Rich in quality is what I'm saying. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. So, where, 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 where on earth were we with that? Uh, okay, we were talking about the levels of attraction. Yeah, we talked about the le- corruption, the corruption of the level of attraction for her. Sorry, I just completely dropped the ball on that because <laughs> it got too deep with the luxury goods. Fuck. Okay, whatever, we'll roll on. It'll come back to me. But I know generally where we were, which is that if it corrupts you to such a degree in which that, okay, all of a sudden, I just, I can't, oh, that's right, that's right, here we go. But what if, Adam, what if we took your general principle that was created pre-COVID that if someone's a bit of an ice turtle shell, someone's locked off in terms of their sexual energy or their ability to interact and engage and express with you, what if we just decide to kiss her and see what happens? What if the kiss in and of itself has that magic that could override her 
or my corrupted attraction towards her as a result of her stance on COVID and vaccination. What if, if I kissed her, what did you? What do you say? What do you say? That this is going to be like a fairy tale. That all of a sudden, when you kiss her, it's like kissing the frog. It turns into a prince. That all of a sudden, you kiss the girl, and she's just going to flip her stance on vaccination and COVID. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying, bro. It's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, what if it changes your perspective about her? What if it adds extra points to the attraction scale? So maybe your corrupted attraction that went from a hundred down to zero, basically now gets boosted up much higher because once you did kiss her, it's like, oh, shit, there was some real, real chemistry there. There was some real magic there when I kissed her. That was, it wasn't just like a, a fish kissing a fish. These were two dragons kissing each other. You know, what if that happened to be the case? And so now, yes, there's a huge block because you're so adamantly in the opposite position towards COVID and vaccination status towards her. And it just rocks you on a fundamental ethical and moral level. And you perceive her. I mean, here's the question. Here's another question. Do you now perceive her as unethical and immoral because of her stance on COVID and vaccination? Do you, do you perceive her as unethical and immoral in one space or as a general person now? This is a great question to have because if someone is saying that you're – because on the surface level, you might think that ah, it's really only one subject though, right? Like she's saying, hey, listen, everyone should get vaccinated because it's good for the community and even, um, let's not get into the debates and the arguments. You know, whatever their argument is, it's their argument. I could obviously present arguments in the opposite and I'm sure they could they would go back and forth, I'm sure. So let's not get into that. But whatever her arguments are, she believes what she believes, whatever the reason she believes it. That she believes vaccination is good and that everyone should get it and that people should be barred from working if they aren't going to get it. It on the surface appears to just be a moral stance on one subject, but it actually affects and seeps and drops tentacles down into every other aspect of life. Because if she's willing to restrict the freedom of human beings in this one space, what's stopping her from restricting those freedoms in other spaces? Right? It's not just about a medical intervention there. She's essentially saying that she's pro- not allowing human beings to live their lives, which is a tentacle in everything. Now it's a tentacle in the way that we all live and that we all operate in our worlds. So it's it's a mistake, I believe, to think that this is something you can just breeze over and go, ah, oh, it's only one subject, brah. It's like, I'm one stud, brah. You still get girl, bruh. You know, I don't think like I don't think that's the case because I don't think you can get past that. I don't think you can get past that. And the reason why I'm saying this is because now I'm starting to feed in my personal perspective. Oscillating on a spectrum of between the perspective of my client and the perspective of myself here, but I think that's okay because me and my client, me and my client and I, are very much aligned in the same. We're both unvaccinated and we're both pro-human freedoms, pro-human choice, pure pro-human rights. We're both in the same space of that, so we're both aligned. So you can just interchange us basically. The only difference between us in this story is that obviously I'm unconsciously competent in social dynamics at the full circle of social dynamics and he's right at the beginning of his journey. That's really the only thing you need to take into account. So essentially what I'm saying to you guys here is that if I'm in that situation, as I painted to you, absolute diamond in the, 
<laughs> I was about to say diamond in the pie. <laughs> Absolute diamond in the sky. The woman that's just blowing your mind. She could be the mother of your children. She's definitely someone that you want to dive deeper into, both on a physical, mental, and spiritual space, sexually connected, masculine and feminine energy. It's going to be an absolute session. Right, you're down there on the rug. It's been absolute magic. You're about to kiss her. You wanted to kiss her, but then she all of a sudden pops up with, hey, yeah, I don't think people should be able to live and be able to work because they're not vaccinated. They should be getting vaccinated, and until they do, they're not allowed to work. And she just drops that bomb. What am I saying? What I'm saying to you guys is that it doesn't matter how physically attracted to her I was or how mentally or spiritually attracted to her I was because now she's just revealed a keystone of her perspective towards the treatment of human beings. While it is around the subject of a virus and a vaccination, the ramifications of her perspective drops tentacles and affects all aspects of life. So that's what's so brilliant and tremendous about this subject is that it's not like abortion or decriminalization of drugs or humans, women's rights, men's mental health, you know, domestic violence, whatever, everything else transnational immigration, transgender, been gone for days and days. Whatever controversial subject there may be, it generally speaking sits within itself. I don't I don't know. That's what's so polarizing about this is that this one subject gives you a window, if not uh, scale of judgment on one person as to who they are in general. Whereas if you previously, like for example, you got Christians, right? Christians that are generally speaking anti-abortion. But just because you got a friend who's anti-abortion, it doesn't mean that you wouldn't, you don't agree with him on other things and that you would generally speaking have a good time with him doing other things. Isn't that interesting? But then when you think about this situation, what am, what am I saying to you guys? What I'm saying to you is that as soon as I hear that she has such a heavy stance on, hey, everyone must get vaccinated, and if they don't, they should be barred from living life and not even be able to earn a living to be able to feed their family. That's her stance. It's like, I don't want to spend another second with you. It's like, that makes me want to run away. That turns my blood cold. That turns me into a snake. It's like, not me. It doesn't. I mean, it makes me feel like it's. It, what it, well, I don't know what it feels like to be a snake, but <laughs> cold blooded. Cold blooded is what I'm saying. It runs my blood cold when I hear that saying. And it's like, it, don't, it wouldn't matter what her stance on abortion or uh, any other issue may have been immigration, et cetera, politics. It's that you know, she's anti human rights, just in general, just in general. So I definitely don't want to spend any time with her after this. That's effectively what I'm saying to you guys. So to answer the question there that we've gone in a few different, we've gone up and down a few different bamboos here, a few different bamboo shoots, but we've shot back up to the key bamboo log here, which is that it doesn't matter how physically attractive she is or mentally or spiritually in any other sense, if she reveals that fact about her, then it's a no-go for me. Not only do I, I wouldn't want to kiss her at that point, but I probably wouldn't want to spend any more time with her. You know, that's, that's what it is. Isn't that interesting though? Isn't that just powerful? And it's it's like if when you say it like that, it seems it seems a bit harsh, or it seems it's hot. It is it is cutthroat. It's definitely cutthroat because like what you do you wouldn't even hang out with this person anymore. Good question. <laughs> no, 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 because we're taking an extreme. 
or taking an extreme, my friends. So, of course, an extreme example is going to garner an extreme response. If you got someone there who's saying that, nah, if they're, if they're not getting a vaccination, they shouldn't be able to feed their family. That's what they're saying. Then it's like, I can't be a part of that. I don't want to spend any time with that person, whether it's sexual or non-sexual. That's what it is. I'm pretty firm on that. I'm pretty firm on that. Not because I don't respect them as human beings, but because I don't want to be affected by that energy. Because that's a very dark energy. That's a very dark energy. Now, from their perspective, they feel like they're doing it from a place of light. They're doing it, generally speaking, because they're trying to push everyone to get vaccinated to make everyone safe, yet not realizing that they are trading freedom for safety and that freedom will never be given back. You trade freedom for safety, freedom never gets given back. Just show me one example in history where they traded freedom for safety and then the government gave freedom back. Never happened. Never happened, never will happen. No no government and no class of people ever says, hey, listen, guys, we're going to subjugate you and we're going to... Uh, we're going to force you into a different class of people just for, just for a second, just for a couple, just for a little bit. Now, the only time that gets turned over is through revolution. And generally speaking, it's not pretty. Generally speaking, blood runs through the streets when that happens. So anyways, let's not get into the politics of that. But so what I'm saying there is that it's not that I would disrespect the person. Like it's not that I don't see them as a human being anymore, but I see them as lost. What I see them is as having turned to a darkness, to having a proliferated toxicity within themselves and are expunging that outwards and while they might not see that that's how it feels and that's definitely what it looks like you're saying to me that a construction worker is not allowed to go to work because he's not vaccinated which means he can't feed his family and you're pro that but that that's pretty dark that's very dark actually that's very dark and how you can't see that as being dark yeah we'll leave it there so so that's an interesting one. That's an interesting one. Let me just see if there's anything more I need to wrap up here. I mean, I mean, there's one thing I can say there on that story because we've got some other stories to get to here. One else, one other thing I can say there is that, and I want to tie it back to my client as well because we kind of went on a personal rant there. What if it's midway though? What if it's midway? Because that's the situation that my client was dealing with. She was midway. Well, well... I don't know how midway she was because he gave me the impression. He said that hearing the way that she talked about her parents who had different beliefs, it just turned him off even more. So maybe she was a little bit harder on the end. Maybe she was a little bit harder on the end. And even then, I, and I, so that makes more sense. I'd back him even more as to why he wouldn't want to uh, get sexually involved with her or have, want to kiss her, you know? So and let me just finish that point as well. No, no. <laughs> Kissing her is not going to... If she's that extreme, kissing her is not going to change a thing. If she's midway, maybe. If she's midway, if she's like pro-vaccination, as in I want everyone to get vaccinated, but I'm not going to force them to do it. It's like I want them to do it, but I'm not going to force them to do it. Uh, okay, we can let that slide. It's like there's room to move within that is what I'm saying. What that means is that she's not so bought in She's not so captured into the mainstream media and government uh, brainwashing, so to speak, that she is at least willing to understand that actually human beings should have the right to choose what they put in their bodies, my body, my choice. So she has some room to move there. I would say it's a green light. I say it's a green light. I'm going to still kiss her then. Because, 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 my friends, I have family members that are vaccinated. 
And am I not willing to sit down at the table with them? Oh, I sit down at the table with them all the time. Table all the time. And when I do sit down with them at the table, it doesn't come up as a daily issue. We don't discuss it ever, really. In fact, we've never discussed it. It's never been a thing between me and my, between my family and I because we, generally speaking, have a very good fam- family relationship, very tight bonds, at least with my close family. And I'm not sure about my extended family. That's a good question, actually, because my extended family, uh, I know one of them is very, is pretty extreme in terms of wanting people to get vaccinated. So it might be hard to sit at the table with them. But I did tell you guys about on Instagram, I told you guys about this on Instagram uh, about a couple months ago on my birthday that I did sit down with a very, very close friend at a birthday dinner, uh, my birthday dinner actually, that was just pretty pretty intense pro-restriction, pro-lockdown, pro-get everyone vaccinated. Uh, The idea of mandatory vaxxers hadn't come in at that time, so I don't know his stance on that. Uh, If I had to take a guess, I would say he was close, like leaning towards that. And it was hard to sit at the table with him for sure because of how hard he was on it. So it's just such a such a crazy situation. So, anyways, we've got to we've got to get this. We'll get back onto the train of the more romantic and social focused things here. Midway is all I was saying there. Midway, what I'm saying is that if someone who's showing that they're not, because what do we say here, my friends? What it's really predicated on is how intense are they on attempting to stop people from being human beings? That's really the scale of what we're talking about. And the more someone slides on that scale towards draconian and towards uh, lockdown, you're going to find that it's just no level of attraction can save that. It doesn't matter how attracted you are to them. It's just going to keep crushing that light. Unless, of course, you are in alignment with them in which that you'd find some sadistic, some sadistic, maniacal, dark, twisted sexuality in which that you're both so anti-human right, lock everyone down, force everyone to get a vaccination that you actually get off on that. And that you two would have incredible sex as a result of that because you're so pro-vax and not even just pro-vax, but so pro-forcing other people to get the vax and that they can't walk or they can't work until they get the vax that you guys would have amazing animalistic sex as a result of that. That is a brilliant point. That is a brilliant point. It's like your mutual hate towards human rights would only amplify, would only ignite the sexuality between you two. That's Brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. Like, you guys can see that, right? It's like hate fucking, but mutual hate fucking. It's like we both hate the same thing. We hate these people that aren't getting the vaccination. We just wish they would get it, crush them until they do. And it's like we both we both believe the same thing. So now all of a sudden you find yourselves even more sexually attracted to each other because of your mutual hate towards this one subject. You know, that's... That's amazing. Like, that's amazing. I'm sure that's happening somewhere is what I'm thinking. Because then if you were to flip the perspective and you would go, but does that exist in the reverse? What if you found two people who are so pro-human rights, so pro, listen, you do you, you do you, I'll do me, you do you, I'll do me. You want to get vaxxed? That's fine. I'm not going to get vaxxed. I've got my own reasons for doing it, but I'm not just trying to stop you from getting vaxxed. You go do what you want to do. And you've got two people that are just pro-human rights. Would those two people meeting have the same amplification of sexual energy? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. What I'm saying is that, isn't that amazing? <laughs> it's like, because that should be normal, is what I'm saying. The reason why two people that are so anti-human right that come together 
in their mutual hate of people that aren't getting vaccinated and why that would stoke the sexual fire between them is because that is abnormal. That is not what has been aligned with for most of at least the last hundred years of human history. For the last hundred years of human history, we've been doing everything we can as a society to move towards inclusion, to move towards equal rights for everyone, no matter the race, no matter the background, no matter the height, no matter the weight, no matter what decisions you made, we're going to try and make society as fair as possible. It's led to a lot of problems. The hardcore left has taken it way too far. I, I accept that. But at the same time, it's been a generally speaking good movement. It's, it's produced some good results that now black and white people can sit on the same bus together. They go on the same toilets together. That Asian people can be in Australia and not get called chinks. Right? That That we don't we don't walk through the streets of Australia and get called yellers, right? That's, that's a good thing, right? We've been working towards being more inclusive as a society. So it's abnormal now that you've got this one particular breed of mentality towards from people towards others that joins them in mutual hate, where mutual hate for the most last of the 100 years has been derided. It's like if you hated on Asian people, black people, people, uh, transgender people, gay people, whatever, you, you get blacklisted, right? You seem like the scum of society. But now it's okay to hate on the unvaccinated. Now it's okay to form a group and to join each other in mutual hate towards this other group. And you can see if you found a masculine and feminine being who aligned in that same mutual hate, in that, and that's so abnormal, it's such a monster that of course that would spark an intense sexual connection between the two. You could just imagine that as they're fucking, they're just both getting off on the fact that, yeah, as you're fucking me and I'm fucking you, we're fucking over the other guys. And it's just like this twisted, sick, maniacal thing. But you could just say, you could feel how that would arise. I'm not saying that that's exactly what's happening with everyone, but I could tent, I could totally see that happening. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure it's happening somewhere. I'm sure it's happening somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and I use it the same. But I'm just on a great thought. Would it, would it be the same thing when two fat people are fucking each other and they're just like, yeah, fuck the, fuck, fuck the fit people. We'll have our fat sex. <laughs> or is it the other way? Is it the other way when two fit people get together they're just like, yeah, fuck the fat people. We'll have our fit sex. <laughs> they're just like, what I'm talking about is the mutuality of people that come in commonality and they have sexual connection bored as a result of their behaving on someone else. Like, do rich people, fucking rich people, get off on the fact that there are poor people not having sex with them? <laughs> this can go so many ways. It can go so many ways. But I think this... Uh, but what I was saying there was... <clears throat> By the way, I just want to say here, I love fat people. I love fit people. I love poor people. I love rich people. I love old people. I love people that are pro, pro, pro anti-human rights as if as in they're just so for the abuse of human rights i still love them like i'm not going to lose light for anyone i may disagree with them to the core level and do everything i can to fight their darkness absolutely but i'll always hold a light for them i'll always hold a light for them but just to finish that point socially i don't think that people that are pro-human rights necessarily feel the same response because it's not abnormal being pro-human rights 
for most of our human history, over the last hundred years at least, has been the normal. It's the abnormality that produces a pretty charge, sexual charge there. And you see that in most social dynamics. You see that in most sexual spaces, social dynamically speaking, that when you get an abnormality, it heightens the sexuality, which is where you get role play. So when you get the, for example, I've got some girlfriends that love playing the invader, the fake rape, right? Where, where they've got a robber, they get their boyfriend to pretend that he's the robber. He comes in, he forces her into submission, he fucks her, and you, it's just a role play. It's not real, right? It's not real. Or that she dresses up as the school, as the schoolgirl, and that he comes in with a suit. Right? This is real shit, people. This is not just pornhub.com. This is friends that I have of girls that I know that say this is the shit they get off on. They like, and this is, it's not uncommon. It, Maybe if you're an absolute virgin, you're know, hearing this the first time, you're like, fuck, fuck. <laughs> I didn't know shit was happening, man. <laughs> Damn, man. <laughs> oh, Jeffrey, settle down. Just calm down, Jeffrey. Uh, should people like some kinky shit, all right? Uh, there are handcuffs in my top drawer for a reason, my friend. And so that's the other thing, the handcuffs, right? There, there are many role play styles that the woman would not like to have happen in actuality but would love to happen in pretendiality, in which that it's not actually happening, but you know, that's where Fifty Shades of Grey was born. The domination is an extreme sexual turn-on. Domination is an extremely powerful turn-on when done with a safety pin. When done with a safety pin, a safety word of which that, hey, if you ever guess too much, you can just pull it. And that, but that's what I'm speaking to is that that's the abnormality. The abnormality is what creates a lot of sexual charge there. That it's, it's kind of risque. It's kind of, kind of fucked up actually that I would want my partner to pretend to rape me under the guise of being a robber or, you know, home invader or being the principal and I'm the schoolgirl. It's kind of fucked up. It's kind of fucked. But at the same time, it turns me on so much. What about that? It's an abnormality because the normality is not getting you off. If the normality was getting you off, you would not go to the abnormality. If just riding a missionary with the lights on watching, watching Seinfeld, if that, was the, if that was the thing, then you would not see all this leather and straps and handcuffs and you know, whips and all these different costumes. and just, you know, the, Even just the thought of doing that would not arise. Human beings like to deny their, their nature. Their nature. Humans are six fucks, all right? <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. That was my friend. Uh, Australia Post is about to step in. Yes, he is. Australia Post step in, so just give me one second. In. All right, my friends are back in this game. So, yeah, Australia Post, shout out to them. Doing, a, doing us a real service, doing us a good job here. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. They should, they should have paid for that plug. <laughs> so, what I was going on Thursday, human beings are sick fucks. All right, when human beings are sick fucks, that's when you get to see who people really are. You know, that's actually what the whole COVID situation and the vaccination situation has done is that it's really revealed who people are. And so as we're tying this back into how COVID has just changed the dating game. Previously, previously, it's like previously, if you thought a girl was pretty marshmallow, you thought she was pretty vanilla about things. But then all of a sudden she tells me, hey, I've got a pair of handcuffs. You strap these handcuffs on me and you go to town. You go to town on me while you're railing me with these handcuffs. And it's like, holy shit, you know, you've just been revealed a key nugget about who she is. It's like, okay, there's, there's depths, there's, there's layers, there's layers of sediment to this earth 
that is within her and I don't fully understand her psyche when it comes towards sexuality, dive into this, explore this a little bit more. Why not? Why not? But when it comes to the COVID situation, it's the complete opposite, isn't it? It's like the more you find out how, well, 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 Jeffrey, it depends on which way it goes. Because if she's pro-human rights and just do whatever you need to do, you, you, you are responsible for your own health. If she's pro that, then it's like, ah, oh, I want to find out even more about you. Because then it's like, it's like, okay, okay, here we go. Here we go. So then it's, it's actually a magnet. It's a magnet in both directions, depending on which way you come from. So here was what I'm saying. If I find out that a woman that was already blowing my mind physically, mentally, and spiritually, and now all of a sudden I find out that she's super pro-human rights, just you do you, I do me, we're all responsible for our own health. Like that is definitely a turn-on because now it's like, oh, I want to know more about her. Let me find out more about her. Because in a situation like today, in 2021, to be pro-human rights is actually, oh, it depends on what country you're in. Is it the majority? In Australia, it's not. In Australia, it's not. You're not part of the majority if you're pro-human rights. You know, in major- in Australia at the moment, it seems to be a three-way split. It seems to be maybe 30 40% is pro-human rights. And then you've got a little midsection, somewhere between uh, 10 to 20, 10 to 20, 30% that is on the fence. That it's like, ah, I could go either way. It's like, I'd like people to get vaccinated, but I don't want to force them to do it. Yeah, I won't stand up for their rights, though. It's, you know, it's like, I don't want people to know my position towards. I just want to push my papers and just pay the bills. You know, there's that. That's like 10 to 30%. But then you've got a hard, if not 40, 50, it used to be more. It used to be like 60. Now it's they're losing numbers. People are converting as the uh, the atrocities are being committed in Australia on human rights. More people are coming over to the pro-human rights side. But it used to be the majority, at least 60%. I think it's somewhere between now 40, 40 to fluctuate. So yeah, 40 to 50-ish, 40-ish to 50-ish percent that is just anti-human rights. That is just, nope, they should not be able to work if they're not vaccinated. Punish them, crush them, right? There's, there's that. There's like a three-way split. So it's like the crush them, the anti-human rights, crush them, destroy them. Then there's like the 10 to 20%. That's like, eh, it can go either way. And then you've got the 30 to 40% that's pro-human rights. So it's still not the majority is what I'm saying. That just gives you a good outlay of how Australia's feeling right now. It's, it's not the majority. So that's what I'm saying is that that's what makes her more attractive because in a day like today in 2021 in Australia, if you come across a girl that is so adamant and she's just like, if she was on the date that you're down there on that rug, I said, and that, that, the, that fish is going through the river and you guys are just lighting up on this twilight session. And she says, and you know what, Adam, by the way, I was down in the shop the other day and I heard these two old people going by and they're like, you know what? I feel like it's really unfair that people get forced into vaccination and they're not able to work. And I was just like, oh, it's so good to hear people wake up. It's so good to hear people respecting people's choices. And you're just really, really just uplifted me. And she came out with that. You know, it's just like, marry me now. <laughs> sign me up, bro. It's like, sign me up. What I'm saying is that it just makes, 
it's like, oh, so refreshing because all you hear from the mainstream media here is, is crush them. It's like punish them, destroy them, destroy the anti-vaxxers, even though that's no one here is anti-vax who's on the pro-human rights team. It's like, you want to get vaxxed? Go get vaxxed. It's like, do what you want to do. We don't care about whether you guys want to get vaxxed. Just don't force us to. But the mainstream media completely paints in a totally different uh, image. They paint us as all conspiracy theorists, tin tinfoil hat wearers, bacon suit wearers. You know what I'm saying? So, so if you you come across a girl who's just like, hey, hey, give me that fresh light, give me that fresh air of just rational human decency. It's that definitely is a magnet towards her. That would definitely pull me in. I can just feel it, it would pull me in towards it. And I said it goes both ways. Then goes both ways. And of course, if it's the opposite, pushes you away, and like mm, vice versa, and you just goes. Go all day with that. So it's amazing though. It's amazing. So we've gone quite deep into this. I want to step into the second story now, but it's a podcast, my friends. It's the Potto, the P-O-T-T-O. So we're going to stories here. But yeah, listen. Yeah, so for my client, I just want to answer that as a hard answer. Client, you did the right thing. You did the right thing. If you were so unattracted to her as a result of her mental position towards vaccination and COVID, and you just did not feel attracted to her at all, regardless of the physical status, then you definitely made the right decision. Settled. Settled. <clears throat> okay. So we're going to move on to story two here. What's we got? What do we got here? Story two. So that first story I just gave you guys was from a client in the US. Excuse me. Coming back here. Summa, 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 summa. <laughs> and uh, now I've got a story from a client who's in Australia who's, a, who's a, a good bit more advanced than this guy. So first story, he was an absolute beginner of social dynamics. Second story, he's, let's say he's halfway through. No, no, yeah. Let's say he's somewhere towards the end of conscious incompetence. He's like on the clock face, four o'clock. No, 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 five. I'll say five. Somewhere between five and yeah, yeah, around five o'clock. He's nearing conscious competence, nearing it, kind of. Yeah, okay, give him a, give him a solid four thirty then. <laughs> we'll give him a halfway through conscious incompetence. Some days a little bit better, some days a little bit worse. But is it further ahead than the other guy? So he's currently in the midst of an action block, which for my clients who are on their first year development plans, their first year development plans. An action block is a block of four weeks in which we're targeting specific social skills, particularly for him is learning about qualification at this stage and he's got a whole bunch of other things he needs to do and it's all very calculated and all very structured. And so I won't say what state or what city he's in. However, I do need to mention this. They do have heavy restrictions. So it's forced mandated mask wearing outside, which is just ridiculous. Like when you just consider the science of the lack of transmission of the virus outside and how the one thing of being outside by breathing fresh air would actually make you healthier. Okay, let's, you guys, you know, we'll go all day if we we get started on that. So let's not get started on that. So anyways, you just need to know the fact that when he met this girl, he was wearing a mask and so was she. Okay. Is a... uh Let's, I need to give you a bit of context. So a bit of context on him. I gave you about his, I gave you the context on his social, where he's at socially. He is a mid-20s, mid-20s 
And yeah, I said I said that my US client was Caucasian. So I can say that he's Asian. However, he's not full Asian Asian. Like he's he's got a lot of he's spent most of his time growing up in Australia. Well, actually, I think he would argue back saying that he spent most of his younger childhoods overseas, but he learned English in an American situation. So his his accent is actually quite American. But anyways, I would call him an Australian, a, a Asian Australian. He's, like, he's much closer to me than he is a fresh Asian, right? He doesn't have any Asian accent whatsoever. While he does look Asian, he doesn't have any Asian accent. His entire demeanor and personality is closer to an Australian than it is of a truly fresh off the rice bowl type Asian guy. Okay, now that you got that understood... This girl, hmm, I forgot what her background was. It's Asian of some kind. She could have been, she could have been Southeast Asian. Let me just say that. I could be wrong, but I think it's Southeast Asian. I know it's not like Japanese though, or hardcore, uh, hardcore Chinese. I know it's not that. And if I'm getting that wrong, I apologize, but I don't think I am. Anyways, just trying to give you guys as much context as possible. So this was a session out in the day. He was out drilling. He was out learning about qualification, meeting people in the day. Got to meet 10 people this day. And uh, met this girl. Had a pretty good interaction. It was pretty good right from the beginning. Sailed pretty smoothly through open qualification, investment, and then they hit the close. Now, when he hit for the close, he slid into a nice instant date, which means that they just said, hey, listen, I'm going for a quick walk. Just want to go chill, get to know each other on a quick walk. She's like, yeah, well, actually, I remember she was a little bit, uh, she's like, oh, this is so random. He's like, yeah, what? hey, listen, we'll just get around it. And so they just slid into it. They get to visit the day. They're walking through. They go and sit down on a park bench. Okay. And here's where shit is the fan. Everything had been swell up until this point. They'd both been wearing their masks up until this point, just to keep in mind. But everything had been swell. Everything's fine. Everything's, uh, there's a bit of a, there's not a lot of sexual energy between the two. And he's still learning about that. And she's not particularly expressive with her sexual femininity as well. Like she's uh, not the most expressive woman as well. So she's older than him. She's like five years older than him. He's mid twenties. She's late twenties. <clears throat> but there's uh there's something there. Like there's something. It's not just like a complete dead fish in the pan. It's not just like yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like there is something there. I could imagine these two having a sexual connection given the right circumstance, given a little more time to really feel each other out, to explore each other, especially without masks. So that's important to note. As they sit down on the park bench, as they've been walking through this instant day, they sit down on the park bench and it's only like 30 to 60 seconds in on this park bench and they're just chatting up, just talking shit. It's all good. And then he says... Hey, listen, do you mind if I pull this down? Okay, can I, do you mind if I pull down my mask? And she goes, uh, mm, and she hesitates. She goes, yeah, sure. It's like, yeah, yeah. And he immediately senses her indecisiveness, her hesitation, her awkwardness about it. And he goes, oh, listen, it's, it's, it's okay. Listen, it's fine if, it's, if you're not okay over it. And she's like, no, no, you're okay. You're okay. And then he goes, I right, listen, I'm, du- I'm double vaccinated. Listen, it's okay. I'm double vaccinated. And then she's like, oh, no, you're okay. You're okay. It's all right. And, and all of a sudden, what was previously a pretty good interaction, like a great, I wouldn't say great, but a pretty good one. Like it's not, and when I'm saying great, it wasn't great in terms of the sexual chemistry between them, but it was certainly great in terms of the overall flow of the date, in terms of this, they just met 
10 minutes ago, five, 10 minutes ago, and now they're out on instant date together. Like in terms of his execution, it was great. But in terms of the chemistry between the two, I would rate it at like six and a half, six and a half at its end, six to six and a half, maybe, maybe six to seven. No, no, seven's too high. All right, six to six and a half in terms of chemistry. That's what I'm rating it between the two. So it's not like super cold, but it's not super hot either. It's not like they're ready to jump in bed with each other, but it's also not like they're ready to say goodbye to each other now. And then all of a sudden, as this mask thing came up and him double justifying with the double vaccination, I should say that, let me say that again, with him justifying with the double vaccination, it just tanked. The session energy went out the window, the entire balance of the interaction went out the window. And by the way, how, you guys are like, Adam, where the, how the fuck do you know this? They say, were you there like in the bushes? <laughs> were you there Ned Flandering in the bushes? I'm like, I was not Ned Flandering, son. This is an audio recording, okay? Relax. So I'm listening to the audio recording so I can hear it. And it's like, holy shit, the energy has just tanked. It's like what was previously a burgeoning interaction, it was, it was just getting their legs together. Let's say this didn't happen. They would have had another five, ten minutes together, and it probably would have just kept getting getting warmer and warmer and warmer. But now it's just gone from six and a half warm to just ice, zero ice. It's like, oh, it made me cringe when I was listening to it. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, why did you do that? It's like, why? I'm talking to my client. I'm like, why did you do that? Why did you justify it with the vaccination? That's just the worst thing you could do. <laughs> and we're going to explain why in a second. And but she saved it. So not only did it tank the sexual energy between the two, but so like, how does that happen, by the way? Like, what do you mean when it tanked the sexual energy? What it meant was that he got so unscented and ungrounded as a result of it. He was previously holding his masculine frame very well. He was teasing where he needed to tease. He was chilling where he needed to chill for the most part. You know, he's just been nice and sitting within himself. And he's handling the interaction like an upstanding gentleman would. But then all of a sudden, when he sensed her hesitancy, and we're going to get to have a second what the hesitancy was, but when she was unsure about what to say back when he said, is it okay if I pull down my mask? And then he sensed her hesitancy, hesitancy, and then she's like, okay, shit, I listen, it's okay. She's like, no, you're all right. And he's like, okay, but I'm double vaccinated, just so you know. And it's like, all right. And she's like, you're okay. And then all of a sudden, he's like flipped from what was previously a strong masculine frame. It's broken now. His frame completely broke down in that moment. And he's now playing the permission seeking. He's now playing the, like he's trying to put out a fire that never had to be created. And that the, the fire though, like there's so many problems with the fire. It never had to be created and it was self-created. And so there's so many fires going on here that just everything's burning around. So he's lost that sentiment. He's lost that deep sexual polarity that was once there. It could have, the seeds of it at least were once there. It's out the window now. She saves him as this goes on. She saves him. There was a few awkward moments. Like there was like a nice two, three second awkward pause there. And she saves it by just saying, by trying to change the subject and by just asking him a question about like, oh, so where are you from or something like that? Or what else were you up to today? It was just like a real sidewinder. It was like a real just, okay, let's just get the fuck off this. Let's get the fuck off this topic and talk about someone else. Right? Because it just after two, three seconds of silence, by the way, so that's how you know it was rough. But that's also how you know that he was completely out of his space because he should have been the one to save it. 
And but then that's like rationalization of like, well, that's reverse engineering bullshit. It's like he was never going to be able to save it because he was the one that set it on fire to begin with. Like what I'm saying is that he shouldn't have to be in a position to have to save anything because there never should have been anything to be saved if he didn't set it on fire. She was the one that saved it by just shooting off into some random other topic. He recovered, thankfully. He recovered, got his shit back together, and they changed details to be able to meet up another time. Yeah. But let's, we've gone, we've brushed over a few things. So I just want to get through the story without breaking down the principles too much yet. So now you got the story. So let's go back to it. Everything was going great. Everything was going amazing until he said and asked for permission to pull his mask down and to take his mask off. Which, by the way, the act is totally fine. I am no problem with the, with the act. You two are sitting on a park bench next to each other outside, yet take your bloody mask off and breathe some fresh air for God's sake. Right? Get some actual, get some circulation of good of not only the toxins being expunged from your body but also from all the good clean oxygen coming in get some circulation going in right get the vitamin d and stop putting it all back into your body and we can go on this for days right just be help be a normal human being i have no problem with him taking the mask off in fact i encourage it allegedly <laughs> i'm not sure if i'm allowed to say that uh I, yeah, I'm not sure sometimes you know, you can't be too careful these days with uh, who might be listening to this. So I allegedly encourage it. <laughs> uh, I maybe uh, say that was the right, that I would want him to do it again a thousand times over a thousand. Maybe, maybe I'm saying that. Uh, okay, guys. So no problem with the act of what he did. The problem was that he asked for permission to do it. Now, some of you, if we were in a social Q&A right now, I'd be asking the people in the live sesh by saying, what, what's the problem with asking for permission? Is it just the very act of asking for permission? Is it a very beta male type move? It's a very submissive move. It's a pedestaling type move. It's definitely not a strong alpha masculine vibe, is it? That's If any of you gave me that answer, I would say that's a good answer. It's definitely a good answer. It's definitely playing from a lower position where you've lowered yourself there and that you're treating her as a judge. Okay, it's not the biggest problem though. It's not the biggest problem. Like you're giving a lot of power to her for sure, but that's not. It's a problem, but it's not the number one problem. Because the way he actually said it was actually still pretty grounded. The way he said it was pretty nonchalant. It wasn't like, oh, listen, by the way, is it okay with you if I take my mask off? It wasn't like that. It was like, oh, by the way, you know, you're off. I take my mask off. You're right if I pull this down, I believe is the exact, the exact words. You're right if I pull this down. Like it was pretty, it was pretty chill. Like, so I'm not going to flame him too hard on that because the subcommunication means more than the actual direct linguals. It was the, the number one problem was the position he put her in. Her hesitancy was not a result of health concern. It was a concern for social. The reason why she was so unsure, and you guys didn't hear the audio, so you couldn't hear how she responded, but I tried to do my best re, uh, react, reacting of it, uh, which was, uh, yeah, yeah, no, you know, yeah. It's like that. It's like, yeah, yeah. It was neither a, no, no, I don't, I don't like that at all, which would have spoken to what? 
a perceived health concern, perceived, right? We can argue about the actual concern of it, but, you know, with a virus that has a 99.97 survival rate, we can talk about that. We can talk about that if you want, but we're not going to. It wasn't that. It wasn't a hard no, which would have made us far more clear that she actually has a real concern for health, even if it's a misguided concern for health based on fear-mongering. It wasn't that. It wasn't a... It, and I can't, obviously, it wasn't a hardcore yes, otherwise we wouldn't be having this discussion. It was a midway, indecided, undecided, unsure, which communicated that she was far more concerned about the social pressure of whether she said yes or no. Just sit with that. What was previously a well-balanced masculine to feminine interaction is now rocked because when the male went to say, hey, listen, you mind if I pull this down, pull this mole mask down, she was forced into a position to reveal her cards that would largely demonstrate her overall feelings towards COVID and the virus situation and vaccination situation in general. Because what if she did say a hard no? What if she was feeling a hard no? I don't know. I don't know if she was feeling that. She may have been. But maybe she didn't want to give him the hard no, because what if, if she did give him the hard no, well, then what if this guy doesn't want to see me again because he didn't like the fact that I'm like so hardcore on COVID? She could have been feeling that. She could have been on the other way. She could have been a hard yes, actually, and gone, actually, you know, fuck, I really hate this mask as well. Like she's thinking this inside. It's like, we're on a date right now. I don't want to be wearing this mask. I want to see your lips. I want to kiss your lips. Right? That's, she could have very much been in that space, but doesn't want to say that because what if he's a hard no, and if I tell him that I'm a hard yes, then what if he doesn't want to see me, and what if he gets put off because maybe he was testing me or some shit, I don't know, and it's like, what if he's just not even alignment with me, it's like, ah, oh, fuck, so you can see how the position she's being put in is a terrible one from his perspective, like in terms of him doing that, he was obviously not aware of it, he was not aware of the ramifications of what it would mean to say to her, us, in such a nonchalant way, but effectively asking for her perspective. You know, it was a permission-seeking question. You mind if I pull this down? But he wasn't seeking her permission. What he was seeking effectively was her perspective, her opinion on COVID. That's essentially what he asked her without realizing that's what he asked her. And so that's why she reacted the way that she did. That when she went, ah, yeah, you know, you know, it's it's like she was leaning towards the no side, but it was like it's 5.5 as opposed to 4.5. You know, 4.5 being on the left scale of being towards the yeses, and then 5.5 being towards the 10 on the hard no. It was it was barely like, it, but it was it wasn't even about. I wouldn't even tell you guys that it gave me the inkling of like, like I definitely would not put money on that she was a hard no. If I had to guess, I would say she would lean towards that way. But she was definitely not saying it in that way in that moment because she was concerned about health. What she was concerned about was whether this guy was going to judge me, what this would mean for our relationship together, not only in this moment, but potentially in the future as well, if I reveal too much about myself. So that's why she gave neither a hard yes or a hard no. Brilliant. Brilliant social dynamics here, huh? I love this. <laughs> I love this because it's fucked. It's absolutely fucked. Look at the state of human social dynamics where we're having to discuss the ramifications of whether someone can pull their mask down. 
And that's going to fuck with a relationship. It's, oh. Get me a slice. Get me a slice of the old Bavarian, my friend. That's too rich. It's too rich. So, so for my client who's listening to this, he may be listening to this for the first time. And for those of you that are thinking, okay, okay. So we realized he fucked up. We realized he fucked up big time. Yeah, any of you that have done that have un- unknowingly put someone in a position that would reveal, that would polarize the interaction so intensely. It's like, so, so uh, let me finish something here. The mistakes after that were all the product of the initial mistake. So we're not going to discuss like him rationalizing it with I'm the double vaxxed. Like that's okay. That's a huge, huge fuck up. Like, of course, definitely did not do that. Like, then he cascaded into the pedestal into the putting out a fire into the completely forsaking his masculine frame when he went and said that oh i'm double vaccinated by the way you know that because he's just trying to put out fires we don't need to address those individually because they were all the products of the root issue which was that he enabled that discussion to begin with or he enabled that fire to begin with which never had a place in this experience you guys are meeting each other for the first time it's like it's not even a it shouldn't even be a conversation like it, it shouldn't be a conversation <laughs> and some of you might be thinking then but it's like but the masks are just so obvious they're just there so what do you do then here we go here we go doza doza so what i would have recommended that he had done in lieu of setting things on fire was to if you were not feeling the mask which I definitely would not have been. But based on the city that he's in, he'll get fined if he's not wearing a mask outside. That's his choice to comply. That's his choice. I'm not going to say anything on that. He's complying. But at the same time, he's recognizing, I don't want to wear this mask while we're down on this park bench. So if that is the way he's feeling, then just pull it down and see what she does. Do not put her in the position of having to socially... display herself and display all of her opinions that would give a rise to a potential fire between the two of you just do it just pull your mask down and see what she does let her be the one to tell you that she is uncomfortable with you pulling down your mask and there you go now there's no fire because now you know if you're if he was previously hardcore like oh man like well, obviously him wanting to pull down his mask shows that he's not hardcore. I want to be wearing this mask. But let's just say that he was for some reason. Then he, now he finds out, oh shit, I'm the same as her. Cool. But let's let's say that he was the opposite. That's more likely. Let's say that he was actually super anti-mask. This is just ridiculous why I'm wearing this mask outside based on the actual science and health of the survival rate of this virus. I wasn't wearing a mask when there was just the general flu. And so why are we wearing masks? So whatever reasons may be. And so he pulls down the mask and all of a sudden, she's like, hey, listen, I'm not comfortable with you pulling down your mask. What the hell are you doing? And you're like, oh, okay, listen, so I'm, I'm bad. I, d- I did not know. I did not know that about you. We've had a great time here. I'll, uh, I'll see you later. <laughs> I'll see you later. Huh? You have a good life, huh? Right? That's <laughs> Now, listen, some, I know some of my hard cases are going to be going, are you for real? You literally end the interaction right there? No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> it's like <laughs> no of course not the, the politically correct answer is no of course you don't end the interaction that abruptly but the true answer is yes 
The true answer is a straight walk away. If some, if you go to pull down your mask when you're on a date with a woman, instant date, you guys just met, and and she goes, "Hey, listen, I'm uncomfortable with you pulling down your mask." That you could walk off straight there, like just walk away, <laughs> like say have a good life, like wish her the best, but yeah, walk away right there. You know, it's not going anywhere. Right. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, nah, nah, nah. Yeah, <laughs> it's like always cover with empathy, my friends. I've only had to walk off from two women in my life. I've done two walk offs. I've done two walk-offs and bloody hell, they are satisfying. I've discussed them. The one walk-off with the girl that had to call me back, she called me back crying, saying sorry once I walked off. She was one of the hardest cases of all hardest cases. I did a whole podcast on her. The podcast is called How to Deal with Feisty Alpha Females. It's a really old Bottleger podcast. Go way back in the archives. But I remember that because it's just a pivotal podcast. Listen, if you guys are looking for a good bit of fun, and wanting to listen to a woman who just made it, oh, it was a girl, I should say, who just made it so difficult. She was just the, she was the hardest case of all hardest cases. Very attractive girl as well. But I just walked off from her. I had to walk off from her twice, actually. And she called me back crying one night while I just finished up boot camp. Uh, that's how to deal with feisty alpha females. For some reason, I think it's in like the 60s, BDP 60 something. But just type it into a YouTube channel or whatever and you'll find it. Uh, and I had to walk off from the blonde Russian girl, toxic blonde Russian girl who was a straight walk off. Did not get a call back from her. She was, she was number one most toxic. But anyways, a walk off is satisfying, but it's to be used in the most extreme of scenarios. Generally speaking, if I'm not feeling a girl for whatever the reason may be, I will, you know, I'll play it savvy. I'll just go, you know, we'll have a little bit of chat, have a little bit more banter and just go, hey, listen, look at the time. Got to get going. It's been nice. Catch you later. You know, have a good time. Have a good life. Wish you the best. And I mean that genuinely. It's like, it's not like, I'm not being facetious. I'm not, I'm not just trying to pay it off. It's like, not just lip serve. It's like, you know, listen, we didn't connect. I don't connect. We don't align with you. I don't align with you. We don't, uh, yeah, I don't align with you. We clearly don't align with each other. So let's not progress this. It's been real. Take care. Right? That's it. That's it. Don't need to hold ill will towards them. It's not like you uh, don't respect them as human beings just because you find that, okay, she's hardcore, super, you got to wear your mask everywhere and I'm not. It's like, it's not like you have to hate on her as a human being for that. It's just like, we're clearly not aligned. We probably shouldn't have sex together. We probably shouldn't have kids together. That's okay. It's fine. I said, no problem, huh? No donuts. We've got no donuts there. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so... So, 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 where were we at with that? So, what he should have done was that, yes, all you have to do is just act. Don't, listen, there's an old saying, don't ask for permission, ask for forgiveness. I'm leaving off the last half of that sentence that you don't even need to ask for forgiveness in this sentence. If I was him and I was sitting there on the bike bench, it's like, all right, listen, I'm not feeling this mask, I'm going to pull this mask down and just see what she does. All right, that's it. Just see what she does because that will tell you everything. If she says nothing, great. And you know what? You know what? because I listened to the entire interaction and replayed this one moment many, many times. Let's say that he had done what I just said. He didn't even vocalize it. He just pulled his mask down, carried it as normal, kept holding the frame. She wouldn't have said a thing. 100% she would not have said a thing. I am willing to put money on that. 
I'm willing to put large sums of money that she would not have said a thing. Not only because of how well the interaction was going prior to that, but also because of her response to when he did ask for permission, that it wasn't a hard no. It was a, which spoke to her uncomfortability about her having to tell him about her position towards COVID. It was nothing to do with her position about being deathly afraid of this virus. Nothing like that at all. So that's how I know for sure that if he had just held his frame, kept walking forward, he would have been fine. So he bombed that. He bombed that tremendously. But that is the beauty of this journey, that we're constantly bombing shit up. We are constantly throwing bombs, and we never know which one's going to get set off. <laughs> like when you're learning. When you're learning, this is, this is a really nice point on social dynamics, actually, which is that when I'm listening to, if not listening to my clients in field that I break down from around the world, but when I used to be able to run boot camps, when human beings were allowed to travel and be over in the US or in the UK or in Canada, et cetera. And I'll be in person. I'll be working with clients in person. I'll be literally with an earshot of their interactions, sometimes actually next to them in interactions with them. And it's like amazing how many bombs don't go off. <laughs> it's like they've been, they've been dropped out of the carrier. It's like we're up 30,000 in the feet. We're up 30,000 in the feet. And they're dropping bombs all over the place. Like their cargo back door has just all of a sudden been opened unintentionally. And all these bombs are just rolling out of the plane as we're up there. But not all of them have lit fuses. Not all of them are ready to go off. Some of them are just going to drop off into the desert and they're not going to go off. Some of them are going to drop into the ocean, not going to go off. A couple of them are. What my client did here, he lit a fuse and he lit a fuse on one that was not even just a bomb. It was a giant stack of TNT. It was like a hundred kilo stack of TNT that just blew up this entire interaction. Thank God that the girl had a fire extinguisher though, and like a and probably something a little more than that. She had like a she had like a bunker that she was ready to absorb that blow up and she saved the interaction. This is a brilliant analogy I was using for the first time. But what I'm saying here is that a lot of the times when I'm with clients, what am I talking about? Bombs that that get rolled out but that actually don't blow up. What I'm saying is that mistakes they make that they don't realize they made the mistake, but it wasn't such a large mistake. It wasn't such a big mistake that it completely destroyed the interaction. E.g. a slight slip up in their frame. And maybe they just got a little too excited. Maybe uh, they're in an investment and the girl's saying, ah, and they're getting to know each other about each other's interests. Let's say that they had progressed from what they met on the street and they've gone on to an instant day now. They're just walking through, walking through the mall, found a nice bench. They're just chilling, sitting down on the bench. And she says, oh, by the way, I've, I've been just working on this art project. Oh, yeah, what do you draw? Oh, I'm really into Sailor Moon. I've loved anime ever since I was a kid. And you're like super into anime. And you're like, holy fuck. And like, you're like, because anyone who's into anime, when you find someone else who's into anime, it's like, all systems go. It's like, turn all the keys. What are you into? These are the shows that I like. I like you watching it. Do you read the manga? It's like, oh, do you speak Japanese? Do you watch the subtitles? Are you sub? Are you dub? Ah, oh, fuck you. It's like, this, <laughs> there's so much stuff that goes on with the, with the weebs. We call them the weebs in the, in the anime life. And uh, <laughs> uh, the otakus, you're an otaku, okay? If you're an anime, you're an otaku. And when you find another otaku, it's, uh, it's a kindred moment. And... And you can lose your shit, is what I'm saying. And that's okay in a non-sexually polarized interaction, especially when you know the person. But in a burgeoning sexually polarized interaction, that's not okay. It's not okay for you to just gush out and just let go of all your principles 
And particularly if you're an investment where you're supposed to be only speaking 20% of the time, which means creating threads, right? Drawing up threads and letting her run with them, letting her uh, create herself with them. Like you, you, you pick up a thread, you lace up a thread here. Hey, listen, you're into, into what type of things do you draw? You said you're into art. That's you lacing up a thread. And then you give it to her and you let her create with it. And she goes, oh, shit, I'm an Iron Man, I'm going to say the moon, I'm all this. Okay, let her run. Let her run. And it's like, so I'll be there in an interaction in real world time, a lot of the time. And I'm observing how this is going down with my client. And a lot of the times it's even more brilliant when I'm there in person. And it's like, okay, okay. <laughs> to what extent is he going to drop bombs here? So what extent are bombs going to roll off here? And all of a sudden I hear bombs just dropping out of the plane because I can sense that, okay, he's like getting way too into this. He's like listing off every single anime he's ever watched in his entire life. He's got all these subscriptions to fucking Anime Lab and Funimation and uh, Crunchyroll. (laughs) And it's like, it's going on and on and on. And I'm like, I'm waiting. I'm just like counting down the seconds before this bomb goes off, before she just completely loses attraction because it's like, holy shit, he's going way too deep on this. And but then magically it's like either she saves it or or even if she doesn't save it, he just wakes up from it and he just gets back to being on purpose and being leading the interaction and doesn't forget why he's there all to begin with, which is a man, you're a woman, let's see if we connect. And it just saves itself and they just roll on. And it's like walking away from that interaction, it's amazing that that bomb didn't go off. It's amazing that because I've seen that bomb go off and it destroys interactions all the time when guys just gush too much. Like they just, they become, they they become professors. Uh, They find a subject that they're interested in in an interaction that a girl shows some interest in. Oh my gosh. And they just become the UN. They become the United Nations conference on it. They just, just like, just settle down, Jeffrey. Fucking calm down. No, we don't, no one cares about your clay pots. (laughs) So I don't care how much you are into clay pots beyond the fact that you're into clay pots. I don't need to know about all the different layers of sediment that you interject into your personal customized mixture of clay potting. All right? Just chill out. <laughs> Fucking chill out, Jeffrey. Settle down on the clay pots. <laughs> it's that, that, that is an interaction. That is that comes back to me out of... What's wrong with clay pots? There's fucking nothing wrong with clay pots, Jeffrey. It's the fact that you kept talking about clay pots. <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh no I'm like, that's right that's right uh. <laughs> and it's like it's great uh being at this stage of the journey now looking back on it all because i used to make these mistakes worse than anyone <sighs> holy shit if a girl got me talking about fitness that was it game over or green tea game over Fuck, you know, green tea, meditation, fitness, anything like that. You get me talking about that, again, whatever. And that's when I was learning because I just wouldn't sh- fucking shut up about it. But now it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, chill out. What's my role here? We're an investment. I should be pushing 20, which means just lacing up some threads and letting her create. Let her roll. Let her gush. That's totally fine. It's going to help develop more comfort, more trust, as long as she's reciprocating this balance between I give her the thread, shows my general interest in her, shows me that I care about her thoughts, all right, that instills the trust. She comes back with the comfort, and it's just, it's just beautiful. I guess it's the right, it's, it's the threaded needle process I refer to as in my system of open qualification investment clothes, specifically within investment in the toolbox of social dynamics. Okay, you're shot, you're shot. So, what are <laughs> What's next? What are we talking about next? Oh, okay. 
So I think that wraps up Jay's story and I want to get into the Tinder story in a second and then we'll finish up the podcast there with some general thoughts on this whole COVID vaccination situation. We're going to talk about sex as well. We'll talk about sex. We'll definitely get to sex. Let me write that up. Because I always say that during these podcasts, I'm like, we'll definitely talk about that. And then I realize in post, we definitely didn't talk about that. <laughs> there, I'm just writing capital letters here on my notepad. Sex. Well, let me put a little love heart on that. Yeah, that's the worst love heart I've ever seen. Okay, it's not even a love heart. It looks like a... I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Okay, so... I'll put up an I'll put up a photo of it on Instagram. <laughs> Just fuck with people on Instagram because obviously this podcast is not live. So anyone watching the Instagram that will see this photo will be like, sex? <laughs> uh, okay. But only you guys will know. So but you won't be able to see it because I'll put it on my story. Anyways, whatever. Just funny. Just no, there's no Oh no, but you'll know on retro. So any of you that are listening right now and you saw the photo of the weird love heart with the sex, that's what this was. That's what it was from. It's kind of cool. It's like a little time capsule. Okay. Anyways. So wrapping up the story there and just summarizing the point there. Don't put people in uncomfortable positions of having to display and demonstrate their positions on COVID vaccinations and their thoughts in general towards this whole world pan slash pandemic. Right? Don't put them in that position when you're in a burgeoning sexually polarized interaction. That can come much later. Once you guys are already now, the question then becomes when, Adam? When is it okay to bring up the COVID, the COVID, and the vaccination? When is that all right? It's like, is it post-sexual interaction? Eh, it's, it's like, it's like, what are you asking there? What you're asking essentially is that should we try and keep the interaction as clean as possible until the point of no return? Like, it's a great fucking question. It's like, when when is it okay? When is it okay? Well, you guys know my general stance. My general principles, my general stance towards framework in general, which is which is people with their limiting beliefs, egoic attachments, negative self-perceptions, should do their best to attempt to negate all of them until they understand the sexual connection. What is to be honored between two human beings is the sexual connection first and foremost. We are sexual beings, masculine and feminine, in an eternal perpetual dance between the other. Right? That is the number one source of connection between us. Everything in our lives is dictated by the dance of sexual energy. Everything we do is either predicated upon it or moves towards it. You can write that shit and send it to the bank. So when it comes to a very direct interaction of exploring that between you and another person, what is most important is that you do not allow anything to get in the way of that. You don't allow your past history with people that have treated you poorly before, with people that abused you before, with people that have treated you wrong in terms of cheating you, right? if not physically abusing you, but psychologically cheating on you, psychologically abusing you. You don't allow those past traumas to get in the way. You don't allow unrequited loves in the past to get in the way and to set that up for future predictions of what's going to happen with this particular love. You don't allow anything from the past or the projected future. You don't allow these grand ideas of being married and having kids and having a white picket fence to get in the way of an initial interaction and trying to enact that that vision into what's happening now and say that, hey, I won't progress a sexual connection with you until you commit to the white picket fence. It's like, so we don't allow future predictions and future projections or the deeply rooted past to get in the way of what is now. We honor now for what it is, which is that I'm a man, you're a woman. Let's see if we connect. 
and see if we connect. And in that exploration of let's see if we connect, we truly get to see each other. We truly get to understand who we are at the core fundamental level. And in that fundament, in the fundamentals of that fundament, what you'll find is how much do we see each other? And how much does that inspire the desire for us to want to see more of each other? To dive into a place in which that eventually we become each other. That we progress so deeply in our human experience together that we relinquish our bodily perception and now dive into something beyond whatever words could ever attempt to describe. It's like, I'll give you guys the famous. I am me, you are you, and now we are no one. If you can progress through that with no interjections from the deeply rooted past or the brightly projected future, that's a win. That's a big win. That's 100k zenny win. That's, that's what we're all looking for. That's what that's gold standard. That's Olympic level. Fuck the Olympics. <laughs> I've got problems with the Olympics. They don't pay the athletes. Anyways, but I do respect the level of performance. That's what I'm saying there. It's Olympic standard. So when it comes to COVID now, when it comes to our position on COVID and vaccinations, the same rule applies. I don't want to know a woman's position on vaccination and COVID until I get to see her true sexual energy. I don't want her to know my position on COVID or vaccinations or have to have deep philosophical discussions on them until we get to see what the raw fundamental connection of all human beings is, which is our sexual energy and the play and dance between those two. And by the way, for those of you that are a little misguided, That's not to say that we have to have sexual penetration before that happens. Sexual penetration is only one aspect of sexual energy. Sexual energy expands much further beyond whether you physically filled yourself inside her or had him filling you inside you. That's just, that's the physical mechanics of it, of one part of it. But there's something much deeper than that. The way that you look in someone's eyes is a tremendous, tremendous transference of sexual energy. If you're in that intent, if you're in that space. You can find out almost everything you need to know about the sexual connection between, well, let me take one word back there. You can find out everything you need to know about the transference of sexual energy between you and someone else just by looking them in the eyes, predicated on that you have trained the ability to enter that space, that you have trained the ability to turn off the thinking mind and to just enter this moment with them, to dissolve yourself and become the present moment. Absolutely, you can find out everything you need to know about the sexual chemistry and the sexual energy between you and that person if they are willing to reciprocate. It's much harder if they aren't able to do that. If they've still got, if the, if the moon is still in front of the sun and they haven't been able to make that eclipse, it's still, it's hard to get that light. And so you are going to have to use other mechanisms. And so then you might have to test other things to be able to see, okay, what's the play of the sexual connection between each other? But you can definitely find out everything you need to know. I said almost before because I was just trying to be just, I'm always trying to caveat or I'm always trying to allow for the caveat. But no, no, I've definitely found out everything. It's like, let me, what I'm trying to say there, my friends, like what what are you trying to say, Adam? What I'm trying to say, my friend, is that I have definitely had sexual connections with girls that I knew were going to be rock solid before I ever went inside them. That I always knew that this was going to be perfect. It was going to be beautiful because of the way that she looked me in the eyes. I already knew that. It's like when I went to go inside her, that was just a, it's almost a reflection at that point. It's a reflection point at that point. It's not a confirmation point. The confirmation came way earlier. 
a confirmation of the way that she looked me in the eyes and the way that my heart engulfed and beated to the sound of a drum that only one can beat. It's, that's what, that's heavy. That's weighty. And that gives you a sense of life's worth living. Yeah? This is a good question for you, my friends. Is life worth living if not for love? What is love? Is life worth living if not for love? And what is love? Send me a DM. Send me an Instagram message. At Tang one Send me a message on Facebook. At the TheAdamUi. Send me an email. Adam at Or EternalEnergyPodcast at gmail.com. Drop me a comment here on YouTube. Is life worth living if not for love? And what is love? Answer those two questions for me. I'm going to leave that one right there. Getting back on the point. The reason why I'm not answering that for you is because that's an entire podcast in and of itself. But if any of you are game enough to try and give me your own reflections, I might do a podcast on it. Or if you would like me to expand more on it, I'm happy to do a podcast on it. Not for now, though. It's really not the topic of what we're on today. I go on bamboo shoots. I will bamboo shoot, but I'll only bamboo shoot off of a general framework that is on the larger topic that we are talking about. So, getting back to the main point of what I was making. I don't want anything getting in the way of our sexual connection, whether it's her position on COVID, vaccinations, abortion, immigration. I don't give a shit. Her finances, what she does for work, I don't give a shit. All right, whether she works out or not, I don't give a shit. The way that she looks me in the eyes is everything. The way that she can sit in with the moment with me. Can she sit deeply? Can she let me in? That's a key point. Can she let me in? Whether she has the ability to come into me or not, that's a whole different thing. Whether she can allow me into her, that's a whole different thing. Hmm. Interesting point there. Marinate on that. Black bean sauce yourself on that as to what you think that means. But nevertheless, and more to say, that once I found out the level of sexual connection between us, then we can have those discussions. And then some of you may say, but what if you can't control that? AKA your client situation, where she just came out with it. She just came out with her vaccination subjects before I even really got to test the sexual energy. I can't control every variable in life, and neither can you. I'm talking about the optimal. I'm talking about what would be perfect. What would be perfect is that you two just sat down, shut the hell up, and look each other in the eyes. And then from there, you can work things out. And then, of course, you will make your decisions after that. But that's always what should come first. That's always what should come first. So do your best. Do your best is what I'm saying. If you are looking for an advice point there, because this is a tricky subject to talk about, to get advice points from. But the advice point from my perspective, the point that I take for myself, you're asking how I operate, is that I'm not looking to bring up COVID situations, vaccination situation, discussion points in burgeoning sexual experiences. I don't care. I don't care until I get to test the sexual energy. Once I have tested the sexual energy, that gives me far more of an indication of who that person is in general. It, it just gives me a greater span. And then the ethics and morals of that person are very, 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 very important. But 
not as important as their ability to connect to me, connect to me one-on-one as a human being. And then some of you might say, but that sounds like it contradicts what you said at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, I'll say that with a nuance. I'll say that with a nuance. There's obviously a scale to it. There's obviously extremes to it. There's obviously a point of no return. Like I said, there's a midway. There's a midway. If she just blows my mind at absolutely every single level of ability to transfer sexual energy between us just by looking at each other, but then she also says, ah, I'm pro-vax, but I don't care if you get it or not. That's not a deal breaker. If she says that, hey, listen, you, you better get fucking vaxxed, otherwise you're not allowed to work. Doesn't matter. Then that just corrupts all the sexual energy then, doesn't it? And you know what? I would, I would go as far to say this. I highly doubt someone who is so anti-human rights would be able to convey that level of sexual energy, which is why you would basically never see that. Right? Someone who's able to convey that level of sexual energy and presence, they have to have come to a place of harmony within themselves. They have to be harmonious human beings to even be able to do that. They have to be in the place of love, peace, and joy to be able to do that. So you don't have this demonically twisted person in their mind that just wants to strip everyone of their human freedoms. Look, talking about extremes, not saying that's everyone, not saying that's everyone, but saying there are definitely people that are like that who are also harmonious, loving, peaceful, and joyous people in the other areas of their life. It's no, 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 no. It's indicative of a way of being, which is what this whole COVID thing is so revealing about revealing about but it's it's a scale it's a scale i'm not trying to paint with broad brushes here because when you talk about people in the midway there is a lot of back and forward there is people that i know that are very intelligent people that i still respect have good relationships with but i disagree with them on their policies towards lockdowns and masks and vaccinations but they're not so extreme to the point of trying to strip people of their basic human rights right because that would corrupt the relationship but we're not at that point yet and they're not there yet. And they are joyous in other areas of their life. They are loving and peaceful in other areas of their lives. They're just a little bit confused, in my opinion, and a little bit uh, uninformed based on the full picture of society's health and many markers of health and variables of health, which is why they've only been consuming one source of media, which is the mainstream media. So that's where they form their worldview. And so it's like, I understand that, but it doesn't corrupt the relationship between us. And it's like, I would like them to look at some different sources, some independent journalists and whatnot. But I'm I'm not a I'm not I'm not a Miranda I'm not a marauder of it. I'm not trying to Viking my way into their village and just raid them. Like it's not trying to subjugate them, you know. You know? So so okay, I said here's the final story. Final story. The Tinder story. This is more less this is more than this is less than a story and more just an anecdote. Like more like a comment on, I said I was going to touch the dating apps. So this is just rubbish. This is absolutely rubbish. So you guys know that I have a lot of disrespect for the dating apps. Uh, I just have not, I have not swiped right or left in probably months, probably months at this point now. We're probably getting on at least a couple months. And, but every now and again, I'll go into the app to check, like let me say every now and again, like maybe once a week, once every couple of weeks. You just go into the app and you just see if someone messaged you because I don't have notifications turned on for the apps. Right? They're there, but I don't have notifications turned on. So I don't just, if someone sends me a message, I don't know. And so someone might have sent me a message and I didn't send it, didn't see it. So, you know, once a week or something, I might just open up the app and I open up the app and I'll see if someone sent me a message. Turns out someone did. Turns out someone did. Let me read you the message. How about this? 
This is just the other day. So what that means, guys, is that they swiped right on me and I swiped right on them a long time ago. And that's the, that, and that's the way the algorithm works on Tinder. I'm not sure about Bumble. Bumble, not as much. Uh, if you guys go back to my online dating experiment, I haven't done a podcast. No, I have done a podcast on it. I haven't done a specific podcast on it, but I discussed it in a podcast. I just can't remember which one it was. It was recent, like the last 10 to 15 episodes. And so I did I did that mad online dating experiment where I just went hard, just all day, every day for like a month. Just Tinder Gold, just swiping everything, Bumble, Hinge, everything. Just, you know, when I did the experiment. And uh, and and so in doing the boosts and whatnot. And so what happens with Tinder is that the more you swipe, the less they show your profile to other people. And because they're trying to keep you on the hamster wheel. They're trying to just, they, they stop getting, they stop, giving you matches so they force you to keep swiping and it's just this vicious cycle it's very good psychology like, to keep you on their app but if you have any level of self-control you can hack the algorithm which means just don't use the app for a week and then all of a sudden you'll just get five ten matches because they realize oh shit he stopped using the app we got better we better start showing his profile to a whole bunch more people so more people will swipe on him so he gets back on the app right that's how the algorithm works so if if I'm telling you guys that I haven't used, I haven't swiped right or left on Tinder, haven't swiped at all in months, like a couple months, then what what I've noticed is that you see how many more people are liking you. So right here, obviously I'm not going to show you on my phone, but just take my word for it as an upstanding gentleman. That right here on my Tinder app, as I just opened it, there are currently 35 likes waiting. So there are 35 women that I could swipe on right now, and it'd be a straight match. But I, as I told you, I have not been swiping. I, I just don't like using these apps. Even if there are people there, and there's quite a, even the most attractive girl. I shouldn't say her name. There's one, the most recent profile. She's super attractive, actually. She's 240Ks away. That's a fucking long way away. Let's, 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 let's read out her profile. I won't, I won't say her name, but I'll read out her bio. It says, no strings attached. Just had an eight-year relationship end. He needed an 18-year-old to make him feel validated. Guess I'm here to make myself feel better. <laughs> She's actually quite beautiful, though. Should I swipe? No, I'm not gonna swipe. I told you guys, I don't want to. I don't want to use these apps. I want to meet her in real life for, for fuck's sake. I don't want to meet her on this app. So, anyways, there's 35 waiting there in the in the wall in the hall. That's how you know that I've hacked the that what I'm saying is correct about the algorithm because I haven't swiped at all in two months, basically. Yet it's just racking up potential match or actual matches. As long as I swipe right, it's a match. So that's how you know this, what I'm talking about isn't bullshit. Now, moving on, that wasn't the point of what I was trying to say. What I'm trying to say is I was going to read you the message from a particular message that I did get. So I said to you that if someone from in the past swiped right on you, that you swiped right on, even if you haven't swiped in ages, well, then that gets put into an automatic match. So obviously you guys matched. And I've got a whole bunch of those as well. There's a whole bunch of girls that I've matched with here that I have not messaged. So right now I'm swiping through the section that says new matches. So these are girls that you haven't messaged, but you have matched with. And I could just, my thumb is getting tired. Like I'm just swiping, 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 swiping. There's a lot here that I have not messaged because these are girls that while I have not been using the app, have swiped on me and I swiped on them ages ago. And so we matched. But as I said, I'm not using, yeah, I haven't messaged anyone in a really long time. In a really long time, at least a couple of months. And so, and so, 
One of these girls, though, messaged me first. So all of these girls that I just said that we've that I've matched with, or that they matched with me, and they swiped right on me, they've all had the ability to message me. They all have me waiting in the bank, but they have chosen not to, as is very typical of Tinder because it's not forced, like on Bumble. But this girl did just the other day. <clears throat> it was actually uh, just last Saturday. She sent me a message saying, hey, with an exclamation mark, what gets you in bed by nine? Early riser with a love heart. So that's a great first message. And by the way, I, so I haven't messaged her. That's the first message. And that's very rare. Well, it's not very rare, but it's much more rare than it is on Bumble because obviously Bumble is forced. But even then, what I'm talking about is on Bumble, some of the first messages you get because it's forced from females, it's like, hey. <laughs> Sometimes it's like, hey. Like, that's it. That's all you get. Or it's like a smiley face. That's it. So that's a really good, obviously, there's a lot of interest there. There's a lot of uh, pre-assumed attraction there with not only emojis, exclamation marks. She's asking me a question. She's obviously read my bio. Okay, excellent. I go in. I look at her profile. Three out of five pictures, she is wearing masks. Different masks as well. Different masks, unless it's just the filter. Now, nah, one of them is a different mask. But safe to say, three out of five of her photos, the first photo though, the landing page photo, her selling her ticket, her ticket photo is her with a mask and her friend with a mask in a bar, what looks like, or a nightclub or something. But three out of five photos of her wearing a mask. And so... The two photos, I go to look at the two photos. Now, you guys are asking, but how attractive is she, Adam? Because this is important. Remember, when we're using online dating apps, what's the number one currency being traded? Physical looks. Absolutely. Let's not bash around with that. Let's not fuck around with that. Like That's all these apps are predicated to judge upon. So I don't care how good your fucking bio is. If you look like an absolute potato, you're getting nowhere. <laughs> Get back in the oven, son. Get back in the oven. So <laughs> you're getting it cooked. So... So, what's amazing is that her landing picture is actually not very attractive, and she's standing to a friend, next to a friend, who I would say is more attractive than her, and I think if you've got 100 men on the street, that her friend on the right is uh, more attractive. I def- I'm not even, it's not even questionable. It's not, it's not like a huge discrepancy. It's not like she's in like a three and, she's, and her friends are 10. I'm saying it's like maybe two to three points in the opposite direction, but it's still clear. But they're both wearing masks. Now, the only time girls that put photos of them with their friends as their landing page photo is when they're not confident in them being attractive enough to stand on their own. You see this a lot. You see this a lot. So it's like you're not quite sure which girl it is. So it forces you to tap to her other photos to see more of her. It's a nice psychological trick. I get why girls do it. I don't recommend it. I recommend just being confident, right? Just stand up because obviously like you catfishing me with your friend, not being sure about whether it's your friend. And if I find out that it's not your friend who's more attractive, only makes the man feel like, oh, I'm a little bit disappointed. I thought it was going to be the more attractive girl. So it actually doesn't work. While it works in the sense of getting the guy to look more at your profile, it doesn't work more in your favor if you put yourself in a photo with a more attractive friend than you. Yeah, it's a, just be careful with that, girls. I just photos of yourself, please. At least on the landing page photo. The landing page photo should always be just of yourself. Moving on, moving on. We're getting to fucking tactics here. We're getting to Tinder tactics. 
Uh, you guys realize that I'm the CEO? <laughs> I'm the last CEO I did. I hate this app. Man, if these apps were never born, the world would be a much better place. And I know everyone just yelling at me who's saying, but I met my partner in Tinder. I'm like, okay, that's great. That's, that's great. I'm sorry for offending you. It's like, Alyssa, Alyssa, what I'm saying is that, yes, you can meet great people on there. You can have fun. You can fuck around. But I feel like they've done more damage to the population than they've benefited. I'm sure people have benefited from them. I've benefited from them. I've met some cool people on it, but not nearly as many compared to as I've met in real life and to the skills developed through meeting people to real life and the skills of overcoming yourself by meeting people in real life and human connection. Human connection is always going to be number one. I don't care. I don't care. Listen, one of my best mates met his life partner on Tinder. All right. This definitely happens. I'm sure it definitely happens. I know it happens. But in terms of, I'm, ta- I'm not talking about individual scenarios. I'm not talking about your one scenario. I'm talking about seeing the breadth and the depth of damage it's done to the psyches of people and how you just swipe right and you tap right or you swipe left and that's how you judge people. It's like, you can have a girl that's kind of not that attractive, like physically, at least in photos, doesn't photo well. But her energy in real life makes her seem so much more attractive. It's like she might not be uh, Kate Moss. She might not be Jessica Alba. But her energy uplifts her to something of that level. You see that all the time. Girls that are like pretty girls, not jaw-dropping, but their energy is jaw-dropping. So all of a sudden, they seem like a total package is jaw-dropping. You know, it's like, come on, my friends. Come on. These are basics. Anyways, getting back to this. Getting back to this shit. Stop distracting me. <laughs> We're getting onto so much shit here. Okay, so getting back to this. She's wearing masks in the first two photos. First photo, landing page photo is with her and her friend. They're both attractive. Like they're both nice looking girls. The friend's more attractive. Swipe to this, uh, go to tap to the second photo. It's her just standing alone with a mask on. Eh, more attractive photo, but it's not, not, not crazy, not driving me wild. Tap to the, the third photo. Way more attractive. Mask off. Mask off. <laughs> it's actually a closer photo as well. You can't even see her body. It's more just like a head and shoulders uh, photo. She's, there's no cleavage either. It's just a really pretty photo, really pretty face, uh, really nice looking lips, big eyes. And uh, I won't say any more than that, but she's really pretty. And it's like, if that was the landing page photo, if I, if I was swiping right, I definitely would have swiped right. But based on her first landing page photo with her in a mask, I would definitely would have swiped left if I was swiping, which we've adjusted for though I'm not, especially with her friend in there. But what I'm saying here is that even if you just compare photo two with her standing on her own with a mask on compared to photo three with just the head, head and shoulders of her without a mask on, comparing those two, I would have swiped left on photo two and I would have swiped right on photo, th- photo three. Swiping left on the masked photo, swiping right on the photo without a mask. This is my point. Now, moving to the fourth photo, photo of her without a mask on, would have swiped right. Much more beautiful photo. Why is this not the landing photo? This photo is so much more attractive. It's so, the lighting, everything, everything about it, just, just far more attractive. Now, is it because she's not wearing a mask? Absolutely. Absolutely, because I'm not attracted to beings wearing masks, because I'm not a sick fuck, right? I don't like my women masked. I want to see her lips. I want to see the the. I want to see the sculpture of her jaw. I want to see her neck, the silhouette of her neck, and the shadow that falls upon it, which is blocked by a mask. Come on now, right? And then when I swipe to the I go tap to the fifth photo, the mask is back on, and all of a sudden she's filthy. Like I'm sorry, like my attraction towards her has been filth. 
I don't like it. She's not filthy. I just the mask is. It's like the mask ruins it all. It's like, nah, what was previously a very attractive girl, no longer. No longer. That's really key here. And that's just what I wanted to bring up. And so she sent me a message last Saturday, a, be- a beautiful first message. Well done to her. She crafted it very well, saying, hey, exclamation mark, what gets you in bed by nine? Early riser, love heart. Now, let's just say, my friends. Now, you guys are probably wondering, what did you message back, Adam? I didn't. I haven't. And what is today, Wednesday? Why don't you message her back, Adam? Because of what her profile demonstrates about her. She's wearing masks in her online dating profile, as if that's an attraction point. Now, let's take this two ways. Way A, path A. Either she believes that that makes her look more attractive and more acceptable and is going to garner more attention for males, and she's just doing it from a psychological, sexual point of view. Okay. We can take path B, which is she's doing that because she's selecting for males that also wear masks. She's selecting for males that are on the same mind. Those are the two big tickets I go for. Why else would she be putting so many, the dominant proportion of not only the landing page photo of her of a mask, but the, and the second photo with her of a mask, but the, uh, and then another one later on in the profile. So the first two photos are masked. It's like she's either selecting for a male that also wear masks and thinks that way, or she thinks that she'll get more attention by putting the mask on. For me personally, because of my position, I don't want to see a mask on anyone. I don't see a mask on. Unless you are in the laboratory working with the virus, please use a mask. But if you... And now in 2021, where we have the data set of that, look at the world, huge data set. It's known as the world. And all the cities that mandated masks, the heaviest, look at New York, Los Angeles, London. And uh, you just look at the transmission and contraction of the virus in those cities that mandated masks, the heaviest, oh, virus still got out and actually ripped, ripped real hard, despite all the restrictions, despite all the masks. Well, that would definitely point towards ah, maybe the masks don't work, at least not as effectively as you think they do. So let's, let's cut the shit is what I'm saying. Let's cut the shit. You've had long enough. You've had long enough to, to observe the data. If you're making a choice to wear a mask now, you're doing it for different reasons. You're not doing it for health reasons. If it was for health reasons, we would have seen the efficacy. If masks truly worked, then you would not have seen such absolute transmission in places that heavily mandated masks. It's really simple math. It's not hard to understand. So from my position, that's why I don't want to see a mask on anyone. From a sexual point of view, it turns off so many of my turns down, turns out, pulls out so many keys for me. It's like, what are you saying? That if we meet up in, on our first date, you can be wearing a mask because in your first two landing photos, you're wearing a mask. So now my friends, my friends, my friends, an extra note, an extra caveat here, which makes it even more extreme. We both live in a state that has zero COVID cases for the last two months that still has mandated masks inside. Not outside, but inside. Yet she's displaying photos of her of masks on. So on so many fronts, it's wrong on so many fronts. From my perspective, like from why I would want to be attracted to her, why that gets in the way of attraction. I'm not saying her decision's wrong. She is more than welcome to wear her mask. No problem. But if you're looking for reasons for as to why I'm not attracted to her anymore, 
or why I could have been attracted to her, but I'm not. It's because 100% of that. If she had her profile with no masks, and the only photos were the photos that I see right now of her with no masks, I would have responded to that message, no problem. No worries, she'd get a message back from me. Wouldn't have been straight away because I haven't opened up the app and then just saw that uh, the other day. But she'd definitely get a message back. I would have come straight back at her and I definitely would have tried to organize a date because she's actually a very pretty girl without a mask on. But now it's like, nah, that tells me enough. I'm good. It's like, I'm good because I, I know on the day, and I know you're going to be rocking up with a mask on the day and that's already going to be fireworks because I'm not going to be. How's that going to be, my friends? How's it going to be when she, she rocks up on a date outside because, but you guys are going, but Adam, I thought you said it's not mandated outside. Yeah, that's the lunacy of what's going on in my state right now. Masks aren't mandated outside, yet people are still wearing them outside voluntarily. It's That's wrong on so many levels. It says of just the reason for why they're doing it. I don't care that they're doing it. It's the reasoning for why they're doing it. Like By all means, wear your mask outside. It's, it's, it's only going to hurt your health, but that's fine. But that, like, that's your decision. That's what I'm saying. That's fine. I don't care about that. I want you to make whatever decision you want. But it's your reasoning for it, which is just, that's painful. It's painful. Because basically what it says is that it's a fear of compliance, not a, but even then it's not a fear of compliance because there is no, there's no fine. They're not going to get a fine if they're not wearing a mask outside. So what is it? It's just a fear in general. It's just general fear that the virus could get them if it somehow could get here, but it's not. So it's like, it's not logical. It's not rational at all. Anyways, anyways, anyways. What I was trying to make the point of there was that there's photos of her here outside wearing a mask. That tells me everything I need to know. It tells me everything I need to know because it's, it's how awkward is that going to be? It's like not, not just only how awkward that's going to be. We rock up on a date because what's that day going to What's that first day going to be? It's going to be, hey, listen, let's go meet down at the beach. Let's go meet up at a park. Botanics and chill. Let's get it. We'll meet up in the mall. And she's going to be wearing a mask outside. I'm not. So I've already, we already know the conversation is going to have to happen. It tells me about her position towards COVID in general. And it's a shame that I already know that position before getting to test the sexual energy. You know what I would have liked? You guys already know. I would have liked that none of her photos had masks on, even if she still wants to wear a mask, that she doesn't rock up to the date with a mask on because you don't have to outside and that we just get to test the sexual energy. And then later on, we find out if she wants to go to a restaurant, she's going to wear a mask inside. I'm not. I'm definitely not. I go to restaurants and I don't wear masks inside, even though you technically have to. I just go to places that still respect my human rights. This is, this is, COVID's changing the game. COVID's changing the game. A girl that I previously would have messaged, a girl that I previously would have gone out on a date with, I'm not anymore. It's changed the game. Isn't that powerful though? Isn't that powerful? But it's not just like, some of you might say, but it's like, is that a wasted opportunity or is that... No, I wouldn't think so because what it reveals the way the way, but the reason why I'm not like mad about that, I'm not unhappy about that, is because it's just a pre-selection. You know, when you look at when you look at nature, all mating rituals go through pre-selection. You're always qualifying for the mate that you want. You're always qualifying for who's going to be able to provide the strongest, most attractive, whatever, whatever. Generally speaking, reproductive survival is always the thing we're selecting for the most. But there are many ways that animals demonstrate that, whether it's through the size of their tusks, whether it's through their ability to defeat other males in a bull ring, right? In a, in a sheep ramming ring, when rams come together and they just huddle around in a circle and just ram the shit out of each other, and whoever's 
whoever whoever's left standing is basically the one that gets to mate. Uh, whether you're a fucking gorilla and you guys just go to fucking town on each other and you know, or whether you're a butterfly and you have the most beautiful, largest, most colorful wings, or you do you're a, you're a little uh, South American bird that does the most beautiful dance. You know, wh- whatever your way of demonstrating that I am alpha male or that I am the number one choice pre the and that is your pre selection. Like you we all go through a pre selection. And for human beings, you guys think what's the pre selection for human beings? Social dynamics. <laughs> Listen, there are many pre selected factors because human beings are very complicated. But I'll always say this your social dynamics will always transcend your physical appearance. I've seen absolute potatoes get it done. Right? Have amazing interactions with women that you would say they'll punch in well above their weight. Right? That women that would just they look like they're just not even like they shouldn't even be in the same room. Like it's just like it's embarrassing how unattractive he is compared to how she is. Like she is an absolute goddess and he's a potato. And it's like, but why is she so into him? Why what's going on here? Oh, is the money? No, nah, this is I'm talking about initial interaction. She doesn't even know how much money he has. They just met, right? But they're on an instant date and she's loving him because human beings are still emotional beings. Human beings are still founded upon their psychological desires, their psychological motivations to be emotionally fulfilled. The number one currency transfer between human beings is emotions. Now, I'm not saying that other factors don't get in the way later on. Absolutely. Finance gets in the way. Social status gets in the way. Political stance gets in the way. But generally speaking, they get in the way a lot later on. What we're seeing here, though, with COVID is that they're getting in the way from the get. They're getting in the way immediately. It's very powerful. It's changing people as well. It's definitely changing people as well. Like this girl, what whatever possessed her to load up her profile with masked photos, I wonder if she was the same person three, five years ago. Because when I, I said to you guys before, we've got tons of matches here that I have not swiped right on, like ones that I could swipe right on now and it'd be an immediate match. I'm going through these girls' photos right now. Five photos, no masks. Majority of these girls don't have masks on in their photos. But here's a, here's a good example, bruh. I was about to skip over this one. I'm glad I just, that was absolute serendipity. So I just tapped on a girl who's in my matched selection, who matched with me says here four days ago, but I haven't used the app, so haven't even seen her profile. And she hasn't messaged me and I haven't messaged her. So she's waiting in the in the in the aisle, in the lineup. So I just tapped on her profile and you know what it says in the top right hand corner? Vaccinated. <laughs> oh boy. We talked about this at the beginning of the podcast, the virtue signaling. So my friends, what would possess oh my God. Okay. So now here's another pre-selection. Here we go. Here's another pre-selection. Why has she chosen to enact the I'm vaccinated label on her Tinder profile? Is it A, because she wants everyone else to know that she's vaccinated and that somehow infers, I would have to assume that that infers, she wants everyone to know that she's safe. Because prior to COVID, there was no vaccination label. And I highly doubt that she was emailing Tinder support saying, hey, listen, I really think you guys should have a, vin- a, a vaccinated label for the flu, for dengue fever, for meningococcal, hepatitis. Like, I really think you guys should have this. Like, I, I highly doubt that was, that was what she was doing. Cats off to her if she was, but <laughs> I highly doubt it. So now that, COVID, now that we're in the COVID era and now that Tinder has enabled the vaccinated label on the Tinder app, she's put it on. So what that signals 
is that she wants everyone to know, because the only reason I could see that why she would want to do that is because she wants everyone to know that she's safe because she believes that the vaccination provides her with safety, which if you just looked at the science and the data, that's completely false, which is that actually natural immunity provides 13 times greater protection than vaccination. That's a hard fact. That's not a conspiracy. It's a hard fact. That's a study of over 630,000 people that came out of Israel about two and a half weeks ago. Heavily quoted now, right? They found out that people that that had natural immunity, that had contracted the virus beforehand, were 13 times less likely to have break, well, what would be called a breakthrough case in someone who's vaccinated or a reinfection in someone who has natural immunity. 13 times. So if anything, this is where we now, now we get to the crux of virtue signaling. Because if anything, if it, the way that we know it's not, the way you would know it's not virtue signaling is if Tinder offered a natural immunity label. Oh. Ooh. And we can speak about this in larger society as well. Why isn't there a natural immunity passport? Because if it's on the argument of vaccine passports for health, well, then that makes no sense because you have greater protection by having natural immunity. So why don't the natural immunity people get special privileges and extra freedoms, huh? Because we are 13 times more safer than you are. Huh? Right? It's like, come on, guys. This is not rocket science. This doesn't take a lot of brain power. The contradiction is real. The hypocrisy is real. The virtue signal is real. And so that's how we know that when she puts up a axe to choose, she chooses to have the vaccinated label on her. It's because she believes it makes her safer and she's ignoring the science of the data or she is just not aware of the science of the data. But she generally believes it's a health thing. She's doing that. Well, 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 it's not just for health because she may not be aware of the health. She may, we, she may be aware of the health, but she may also be doing it as a literal political stance that she's now pre-selecting for either based on health or she's pre-selecting because she generally believes it makes it healthy, even when we know it's not, or safer, or it's because she's pre-selecting even though she knows it's probably not healthy or safer, not even probably, but I'm saying is that she probably thinks that, but she has a political stance. She just wants to only date people and come into contact with people that believe the same way that she believes, that believe the same thing that she believes. That's the, only, that's the two ways that that could be going. Because I was going to say to you guys, it's not the same as the girl with the masks. The girl with the masks, there's much more contention around whether she thinks it's just going to get her more attention by putting masks on because that's the cool thing to do, be a girl that has a mask on because all these other girls got masks on. You know, you don't know if that's why she's doing it or if she's legitimately concerned with health or if she's literally legitimately concerned with politics. I know it's not politics because half her photos didn't have masks. So that's a bit less likely. But with this girl, it's without a doubt politics. It's 100% politics. It's just whether it's the politics of health and science that actually isn't true or whether it's just the politics of politics in terms of she's just signaling to get people that think the way that she thinks regardless of whether it's based in actual reality of science or not brilliant huh brilliant COVID's changed the game so we matched right we matched but there's absolutely no way that I'll message her not a chance not a chance because of what she signaled to me off the bat and what's brilliant, well, what's brilliant and tremendous is that we could have had a really good time together if she didn't do that. <laughs> I know I would have found out later. What I'm saying is that I would, well, now we know you would have found out later. But I oh know it's too much of a, 
it's going in circles. Like you, it's like chicken and the egg type thing. It's like you would have found out later, but then she probably would have communicated that earlier anyway, like that about her. It's like, yeah, you would have found out at some point is what I'm saying. So, so yeah, okay. I'll take that back. We probably wouldn't have had a good time together then. <laughs> but what I want to say, my friends, is that now tapping on to the girl next to her, absolute dime piece next to her. Beautiful, beautiful girl. Beautiful girl, actually. Ridiculously beautiful. Uh, we matched, what's, they're telling me it's about a mo- half a month ago. But she's just waiting the match. I'll have messaged her. She hasn't messaged me. Like I said, I just don't want to use this app. I'll meet her on the beach. All right, I'll go meet her on the beach. But no, let's look at this. Super attractive girl, no masks on, no vaccinated symbol. Bang. Bang. If I wanted to use this app, I'd message her straight up. It's a very, very attractive girl. Straight, I'd call that, I'd call that straight 10 out of 10 right there. Isn't that, isn't that, isn't that just simpler though? <laughs> it's like we had to go through such a bloody debate and excavation of the psychology of why this girl is choosing a vaccination symbol or a mask signaling. But then you've just got, by the way, neither those two girls that I just spoke of, the vaccinated label girl and the mask girl, they are not nearly as attractive as that girl that I just said, who has no masks and no vaccination label coincidence i don't know you guys is it i mean it's like cause and effect i mean let me say this let me say this if i was to go through all of those matches that are waiting the ones that are in the like pile that where if i just need to swipe right and it's going to be a match 35 there of the most attractive girls of all those i highly doubt any of them we can go right now i highly doubt any of them uh have masks on in their in their photos let's check it out let's check it out we'll we'll, we'll wrap the podcast on this so I'm just swiping through right here through the 35 likes that are waiting in the window. Not a single one of them has a mask on their landing page. So that's huge. Not a single one of them has a mask on their landing page and not a single one of them has a vaccination label. I'm just I'm just checking that. Oh, it's going to take me fucking forever to go through all of these to check if they have a vaccination because the vaccination label doesn't pop up immediately. You have to actually tap on their photo to see their full profile. But what I can say to you right now is that there's several very, very attractive girls in here. And oh, there's one here that's very, very attractive that has no masks and no vaccination label. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? And there's, there's a couple of girls that I would consider unattractive here that also don't have masks and also don't have vaccination labels. So it's not like it's just a pure, like don't, don't try and paint with too broad of a brush here. What I'm saying is that the really, really attractive girls here don't seem to have seem to have put that shit away. Is what I'm saying. It's what I seem to put that shit away. So we're gonna wrap that there. We've had enough uh, Tinder time, right? We've had enough Tinder time. We we'll wrap up this podcast by saying COVID's changed the game, but it's only changed the game if you're using those apps for the most part. Like, that'll do your fucking head in. Like, it would do my bloody head in if I only had to use Tinder and Bubble for the rest of my life. And that's why I haven't used them in months. It's like, I don't want to waste the opportunity of meeting those girls in real life. I'll meet them in real life. I'll see them in town. South Australia's a small town. I'll see them. And I'll use the real social skill set of social dynamics to go and meet them. But when it comes to meeting people in real life, that's where things get tricky. And accepting relationships in real life. That's where things get tricky and definitely get sticky. And yeah, it's, it's, it's something where, listen, you got my general principle, my general summary. Don't let shit get in the way for as long as you can. That's basically what I said in this podcast. 
Don't let shit get in the way for as long as you can. Do your best to keep the waters clean, keep them pure for as long as you can. And I know it's listen, you can't hold back the sludge. You can't hold sludge, you can't hold back the mud. If mud's gonna be if mud is going to come, it's gonna get in some way or somehow. And it's like, well then then you got your signal. Then you've got your qualification moment in which that, okay, we're not right for each other. If it's because of their stance on mask or their stance on vaccination or their stance on et cetera, et cetera, human rights, you know, so you don't have to disrespect them as a human being, but at the same time, you don't have to make this, draw this out, make it longer or more painful than it needs to be. You know, like I said, if I, if I was on a date with a girl and I found out that she was super anti-human rights, I'll, it's not that I'm going to literally stand up then and there. I'll probably wrap it up in the next five minutes though. And I'll just say, yeah, listen, now, some of you might say, but would you tell her it's because of that reason? It would depend on the level of amicability. If if she was super amicable, like as in I feel like she would be able to handle me telling her that reason without getting into an absolute fist fight. Because you know some of those people will get into a fist fight. Like that's the type of people they are. Or you know what? If not a physical fist fight, but a verbal fist fight, then yeah, then I'll let her know. Then I'll let her know for sure. I'm always trying to be as direct as possible. You know, I'll just say, hey, listen, but, you know, I'll be kind about it. I'll just say, listen, it seems like we're not really aligned on these on these pretty key issues and that's fine. We're two different people and I think you can sense that. So I really thank you for your time and for meeting up here and I wish you the best. I got to get going. But yeah, have a good one, all right? That's how to handle it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be deriding or derogatory or offensive in any way, shape or form. All right? I always leave people on the high note. Yeah, yeah. I think that wraps it up pretty nicely, actually. I think that's a nice summing piece. And it's not something that I hear enough of from the people that are pro-restriction. You know, they seem to be hell-bent on destruction, whereas people that are pro-human rights seem to be hell-bent on unity and bringing people back together. Surprise? Not really. Not really. Surprise, though, that actually it's often not the fault of the people who are super pro-restriction because they've just only been listening to one source of information. And they form their worldview on that. So it's really at the responsibility of the mainstream media and the government officials. They're the ones sending the marching orders. They're the ones that need to be held accountable more so than the people that are just fear boarded. Like you guys know about waterboarding. People are being fear boarded into their beliefs, which is not fair because a lot of people are operating on a very low level of consciousness, very susceptible to coercion, very susceptible to manipulation and to deception. And so it's very hard to blame them wholeheartedly and 100% for their uh, less than empathetic stance towards human beings if they were already operating on low levels of consciousness and have just been overrided. You know, they've just had their systems overrided and have had new software uh, installed by a different source, you know? So always hold light for them, always hold empathy for them. And this is what I've been seeing in my life. The more you hold the light, right? The more you hold the light around dark people, the more chance that they have a chance to wake up, the more they have a chance to wake up. I see this all the time. When I'm not wearing masks in the supermarkets or in restaurants and other people are and they see me being free, many a time I see them either pull their mask down or take their mask off. Many a time. Seven-year-old men, two seven-year-old men in the supermarket the other day, I was walking through, not wearing a mask. I say to them, hey guys, how's it going? And they go, hey, what's going on? And then as I walk by, <laughs> before they even finish saying, hey, how's it going? They're like, hey, how's it going? And then they were trying to put their mask on at the same time. And they're like, fuck it. <laughs> hey, how's it going, man? Fuck it. And they just said, fuck it. They just took their mask off. Like, fuck these masks. Why don't I put these masks on? Two seven-year-old men. I'm like, yes, hold the light. Hold the light. That's what I'm talking about. And slowly and surely, people will wake up.
So, my friends, I'm going to leave that right there. It's been a session. It's been a real session. And I thank you for diving into this if you have been here the entire time. Uh, feel free, please send your feedback to me. Either on Instagram at Uitang1 or on Facebook at the Adamui or, uh, or email, drop your comment on YouTube, drop a thumbs up on the video. It'd be most appreciated. Share with your friends and yeah, stay connected. I'm wishing you all the absolute best in your lives. And let's sign it down. Much peace and much joy. Cha, that was fucking clean. That was a good one. Thank you very much for diving into today's session. It was great to have you here. And I'd love your feedback. If you want to send me a message on either social media, on Instagram or on Facebook or through the website, all the links are down below. That'd be greatly appreciated. And if you would like to help to support the podcast, you can donate anything that you wish through the PayPal link or through boldojo.com. Again, all the links down below. Also, if you're not signed up to the free weekly email newsletter, The Bowl Sip, you can do so over at boldojo.com. Just a quick sip of Social Dynamics, a little cheeky article. It's free every single week. Comes out on Fridays, Australian time, and also some other sexy updates from the rest of the universe and any other things that I think you guys need to know about that will not get censored over on social media. If you'd like to book one-on-one coaching sessions, create action plans, and overcome limiting beliefs to help you move forward in your life across any area of the temple, whether it be purpose, physical, mental, or social development, you can reach all of that through boldojo.com. Send me an email there if you're not quite sure, but you can check out the Bowl Coaching Memberships or just once-off sessions. And I look forward to diving deeper with you. You can also pick up the guided meditation, Eternal Energy, on boldojo.com. A nice five-track, eh, we call it an album, but it's actually more of a course. Just diving deep into who you are and evolving beyond. If you'd like to help support this podcast, you can donate anything that you wish through the PayPal link, which is paypal.me forward slash adamui, A-D-A-M-O-O-I. Or also directly on boldojo.com in the Boldojo podcast section, there's a direct link through the website if you want to donate through that as well. And anything that you guys donate is always most appreciated and just goes back to help supporting this show and everything that I'm doing here at The Bowl. So thank you very much. And finally, I wish you all the strength and power as you move forward in this life, not only learning how to interact better with other people, but learning how to interact better with yourself. Much peace and much joy.